for you. Maybe some of you have heard it. Uh, but uh, I, I'm curious, would it make it more entertaining in the beginning? Would it be interesting or would it be annoying? So I'm going to settle this tonight. Getting a lot of thumbs down over here. Let's go through the comments real quick. Let's see. Yes. With a lot of exc- exclamation points from Brian. <laughs> Appreciate that feedback. The music is ass. Hard no. Thank you, William. <laughs> So, so far, we're 50-50, guys. I, I don't know what to... I don't know where to go from here. Need more feedback. Caroline, welcome back to the panel. Preston Henshaw, Twitter music with a heart. Or, yeah, that's good. Laura? It's annoying. Laura Hall was annoying, I guess. Man, you people are killing me. Meredith, no music, soft, cool dialogue from Great Spaces would be better. You know, that's the attempt here. It's really hard to have dialogue by myself, though, because I just sound like an idiot while I'm sitting up here doing it. I'm literally talking about old music. So. Oh, Swayman made it. Hey, Nick, is there connection problems? I got a little message. That hey, said Slayman, Mario's I just got a uh, host reconnecting message. I don't know if that's still an issue or not, but I, it just came through. Hey, Nick. How are you doing, you Sarah? Me? Yes, I can. Hey, there's there's a thing that keeps popping up at the top that says the host is having yeah. connection issues. Yeah, that's what I was it, just saying to Slayman. Yeah. So it, okay. I was just um, hopefully can check on that. I haven't seen it here in probably 45 seconds though so hopefully it went away if it does not we'll start yeah yeah I'm gonna have to do more small talk by myself so please don't crash please don't crash yeah Suleiman is not a good small talker is he it's almost embarrassing (laughs) I don't know if you heard the beginning (laughs) here we were uh, I, I was trying to figure out, because we have had this debate, as to whether or not we should be having the hold music uh, in the beginning, right? Yes, you should. You should. So right now we're at 50-50. Yeah. We've got like 10 votes in the comments here, and we're at 50-50. So. Well, awkward silence makes people want to fill it. You know, you interview people when there's that weird, awkward silence. Yep. You sort of want to fill it, so... Awkward silence, never a good thing. But I, I get it. Mario's awkward, and he doesn't care about the awkward <laughs> silence. <laughs> no, typically when he starts the space up, he sits there silently as well. So, you know. And he types. He types and breathes. You, that's, that's it. That's all you hear. That's it. He types and it breathes. sounds like a prank phone call. It's, it's really disturbing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we have you listed as our resident liberal here. Oh, God. Really? (laughs) No. Resident liberal? No. I promise I shave my armpits, people. I do. (laughs) And my legs occasionally. I wasn't going to ask that question, but it definitely went through the head, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't shave my legs because, you know, it's not really hot enough to do that yet. So, 
right? Yeah, you don't want to be mistaken for a conservative or anything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so we got Joe. But I will now. say, Nick. Pro censorship, Joe. Hi, Sarah. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I will say on this topic, I'm here, I'm I think here. we're all going to agree. I don't think that Except for Joa. Well, Joa. What about me? He doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I don't count. I just call I don't count. That's the only thing I heard as I'm connected. Uh, no, I, like, she said there's not going to be anybody pro-censorship on the panel up here. And I said, I said, nope, it's, it's Joa. Joa's yeah, not pro-censorship, guys. I saw the tweets the other day. He's looking for me to be banned. Well, I mean, I've been doing that for years, and obviously Twitter support has not been listening to me, but (laughs) fingers crossed the next person they hire will listen to all of my reporting. I wonder if it's going to be full-on anarchy now. That's what I know, because now now who's in charge of the the censorship button? Because, you know, Ella Irwin is gone and her deputy is gone. So now what? Is it just? It's well, Elon. Ask, Elon is the moderator now. Why did she? Did she specify why she left? Was no. it because of the <clears throat> what is a woman thing? She. I mean, obviously, it happened on the same day, and there's a lot of controversy. But she uh, would not comment to because she actually is the one that told Reuters uh, that she uh, resigned, right? And then they asked her why, and she said no comment. So no, we have no idea. I I would I don't necessarily believe in coincidences. If I had to guess, I would say that was why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but no, we can't confirm that we deal in facts here in this space. We are uh, we're not CNN. So I have more people watch us than CNN. That's for sure. So that's cool. Sorry, Sarah and Joa. I know that that made my liberal tears almost fill up an entire cup. <laughs> I hate CNN. <laughs> no, so who is supposed to like CNN? And it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna get even worse now with the new hire, as he tries to move it to the right to copy Fox. I think it's gonna be an absolute nightmare. They're gonna get lost in the sauce, to be honest. Well, they were already lost in the sauce. So, I, 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 how much worse can it get? Yeah, true. I, I mean, that's why they th- they're throwing the hail mary to yeah. see if it sticks. Yeah. So we're we're finishing up here, getting people up on the panel. So I'm going to keep uh, bullshitting around up here for just a few minutes. So you guys would stand by. I'll keep harassing Joa. Um. Yeah. So did you watch What Is a Woman now, or did you spend? Because oh yeah. man, they extended it for the entire it was, weekend. It was now. really good, by the way. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Did you learn anything? Yeah, I I mean, nothing. I'm not, um, I don't know if I heard it there or if I heard it, someone say it on, on TikTok. Yeah, I think I saw it on on TikTok. Someone in like a beauty pageant was asked about, um, should women participate in sports? Was that on Am I a Woman or was it on TikTok? Because then I kind of went into it. Uh, I'm pretty sure and, it was Riley Gaines, that the swimmer that did that. She was the most vocal one about it. it no, there was a there was a beauty pageant con- contestant who was asked this question, and she had the best answer I've heard, which is, "I'm all for people being able to express themselves. If they want to change sex, they they should be able to. We should support those people." But when it comes to sports, 
I don't think it's time yet. Like we're just a, we're just starting to accept people, and it made me think, like, you know, you can't take steroids if you put a man who has a lot more testosterone than a woman does, a biological man. It, isn't that the same thing as like having a woman take steroids? Like, should we allow them to do that so that their body chemistry is the same, so that it's equal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many questions that are just. I think it's ridiculous. Um, and it's the first time I heard someone publicly make that comparison. I'm like, oh, good on her. Yeah. Um, it made me think. So, I'm so gonna, Nick. I'm so Nick. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nick. I was just gonna ask for all of you, but I know what you're gonna do. Go ahead. Maybe you know what I'm going to do. Um, Seth Dillon, CEO of Babylon B, welcome back to the panel, man. Uh, I, I just want to ask you, do you think we've come full circle here? We went, you know, women's rights first. And I'll get off this topic here in just a second. But, we, we, you know, we had this whole women's rights movement and stuff, and we created women's sports. And now we're having biological men in women's sports. Am I right to say we've come full circle now? <laughs> we, are, are the men taking um... back over? Oh, that's what you mean by that. Yeah. Uh, well, um, it, it certainly it certainly would appear that uh, women are not being protected, and um, uh, you know, their their equal rights aren't being advanced in the way that the original intent was. You know, with this whole women's rights movement. I mean, obviously, obviously, now you have a situation where women's spaces are being invaded by. And I, I don't like saying biological males because there's no other kind of male. A ma ma to be male is to be biologically male. Um, their spaces are being invaded by males. And, uh, and yeah, so the, there's certainly a sense in which it's come full circle that, that men are, are now, you know, taking over um, and in places that were supposed to be protected and specifically for women. Um, but it's it's not just a crime against women; it's a crime against truth and reality because you're 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 expecting everybody to just kind of go along with this. Um, and but I ultimately I think the solution to that is for women. Uh, women women have to have the power to solve this problem. You know, when you talk about men and women's sports, whenever Leah Thomas jumps in the pool, Leah Thomas should jump in the pool by himself. The other women should refuse. And that would solve this problem very quickly because women's sports would grind to a halt until men are removed from them. So I, I don't know why this is such a, a drawn out, long uh, ongoing problem. Um, you know, women should stick up for for other women. They have the power to do that. They don't need men to save them. So I need I need a little bit of uh, a balance here. I will go to you, Millie. I promise I will. But Sarah, because, uh, you know, you're a little bit more to the to the left, as, as we know. Uh, so, I mean, do you echo the same sentiment that Seth does on this? I do. I, I think that as a woman um, that was athletic in high school and beyond that, I could not compete um, with a man. And I do think that if there, I am fully supportive of transgendered people um, participating in sports, professional sports, whatever it is. But when it comes to that, I believe that there should be a separate category. Okay, so uh, so let me let me shift to the actual topic that we're on today. And, and Millie, I will go to you first because you are a seasoned journalist. You've been doing this for a long time. Uh, obviously, we've the, we've had the controversy over the past twenty four uh, thirty six hours about the Daily Wire situation and how their "What Is a Woman" documentary has been censored uh, or was censored before there was a shakeup in uh, Twitter's trust and safety leadership. Uh, but being a journalist and being on Twitter for a while. Do you notice a difference now between, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, let's say Twitter 1.0, and then what you can post now? 
And, you know, were you ever sanctioned before, banned, suspended? And, and, and Millie, while you answer that, either if you or Nick can give an overview of what, what happened and where we are now, because I know there's been a number of developments since yesterday's space in terms of the whole uh, Daily Wire issue and the, and the documentary they made. So, Millie, if you know that, uh, go ahead and explain it to us. If not, Nick can give us an overview and then you can answer Nick's question. Sure. Um, you know, I was originally raising my hand to comment on the women in sports subject, but I can comment on this as well. Uh, so just really quick, though, on the women in sports thing, and then I will comment on this. Um, I definitely think that it is an attack on young women, young girls, especially young girls coming from poverty and middle class situations where they rely on those sports scholarships in order to get into college to pay for their education to be furthered. So I definitely think it's not fair because men are anatomically, um, you know, stronger, faster, their, their pelvis is completely different. It helps them run faster and compete better. So anyway, let's go back to uh, journalism and censorship on Twitter. I definitely think that things have well, before, changed. Before you do I that, Millie, I, I, I want to I want to I want to do like a timeline here because uh, you know just to be clear for the audience, I did go over it. You know when we first started the space, but obviously our audience now is a little bigger. Uh, the with the Daily Wire, uh, they reached out to Twitter originally uh, to buy a package that would distribute their "What Is a Woman" documentary out to every single Twitter user. They were ready to make that purchase. Uh, the video or the documentary was sent to Twitter for review, uh, and the trust and safety team told told them that they needed to take certain parts out of the documentary uh, due to "quote unquote" misgendering, or else they were not going to allow the documentary on the platform. Uh, it's worth noting that the misgendering policy was actually removed from Twitter's terms of service uh, very soon after uh, Elon Musk took over. Uh, hence, why it was a surprise to a lot of people that they would censor this documentary. Uh, a little bit later in the day, Elon Musk responded to the CEO of the Daily Wire saying that this is wrong uh, and, and we're going to try to fix this, among other things. And uh, it seems like he was still getting a lot of pushback from trust and safety because the Daily Wire did attempt to post this documentary after Elon said uh, that it should be okay. Trust and safety still censored it. You couldn't retweet it. You couldn't like it. You couldn't bookmark it. Uh, and I believe you couldn't even reply to it. Uh, luckily, after uh, Ella Irwin, the trust and safety head, left Twitter, she resigned last night. Uh, Elon was able to uh, come in, open up that uh, that post that they had, that tweet, and allow everyone to distribute that video. He actually even retweeted it himself and said every parent should watch this. Uh, and that's where we, that's how we got to where we are today. Uh, and they're up to about 60 million views now. And I'll post that to the top here in just a second. Uh, but but go ahead, Billy. So I just wanted to give everybody contact there. Thank you so much, Nick. Um, so, yes, I've definitely noticed a difference. And I've, I've been someone who has been censored, demonetized, suspended on multiple different social media platforms for expressing similar opinions as what you find in the, the what is a woman movie. So I actually wasn't surprised. If anything, I was surprised originally to hear that Twitter would even entertain allowing that content on its platform. And then seeing that there was this uh, controversy, I'm actually shocked that it's even been allowed to stay up now. The, the surprising part is that 
Elon Musk somehow vetoed them. And then now we're seeing it on Twitter. But I'm actually not shocked that it was originally uh, censored in any way or they tried to stop it from being up on the platform because it's a systemic issue across social media. And social media back in 2016 is a lot different now than social media in 2023. We are heavily censored. They regulate what we say. Our stuff gets downranked if they don't like it. We saw that in the Twitter files. I saw that one of my videos was uh, one of the videos that they censored a lot of the hashtags. Um, The Sunrise Zoom calls videos that I put out was heavily, heavily um, shadow banned, essentially, and downranked because they didn't want that getting out. So, yeah, I mean, it's a serious problem. Yeah, so uh, I'll go to Caroline. Uh, I actually haven't interacted with you on the panel before. I'm not sure if you've been on before, but... um... Welcome, and let's get your take. Thank you. I have not been on before, um, so thank you for the welcome. And um, I guess I have more of a question than a comment, um, you know, since the whole discussion tonight is about um, quote-unquote censorship. My question to um, you know, the other panelists, co-hosts, is you know, how are you – what is censorship to you? Because in, in this instance um, – I'm not necessarily seeing uh, that anyone was was censored. Um, there was a a brief time when um, it the video wasn't able to be amplified and interacted with, um, but it wasn't it wasn't banned, um, and it is now on the platform being spread quite widely. Um, so my question, I guess, is what is censorship to you guys, Doc? Or no, well, Seth, uh, actually, Seth, go ahead and jump in. Like, yeah, I have I have a comment on that. I mean, well, there's a number of ways of looking at. I think there's 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 hard censorship, there's soft censorship. Um, we were just we were just at Twitter interviewing Elon Musk recently. We just released that interview a few days ago, and the to- the topic that we discussed with him at length was Twitter. It was our you know the restoration of our account. We had made a joke that was censored. We called a man a man in a joke. Uh, and we were censored for that. Um, and, you know, he ended up ultimately unlocking us eight months later after he bought the company and set the bird free, as he said. And so we went to Twitter to, to interview him and have a conversation with him about Twitter and its policies. And we, we, we got into some of these things. We talked about these things. It was really interesting to hear some of his viewpoint on what on what censorship is and what it isn't. He, he actually gave some examples of um, censorship that's still happening, secret censorship or, or these forms of soft censorship that happen at, at these tech companies. He gave Google as an example, you know, if, if they want to bury some, if they want to, they want to censor something and keep a lot of people from seeing it, they don't have to take it out of the search results. They just have to put it on page two or further down, you know, where no one ever sees it. Um, and so I actually pushed back on him when he said that, because it sounds a lot like his principle of freedom of speech, but not of reach. Um, you know, that it, it sounds like they're very similar where you're allowing someone to say something. You're just not really amplifying it or allowing it to be heard. Um, and he didn't he didn't respond much other than to say that he thinks that there are concerns there. He wants to make sure that that principle isn't uh, practically applied in a way that results in some kind of dystopian uh, outcome. Um, but beyond that, he didn't really speak to or try to elaborate on the differences between 
his take on freedom of speech but not of reach and what Google does with their search results. Uh, in my view, you know, censorship, so there's the, the censorship that comes from the government, right? What the, what the First Amendment protects, protects us from is government censorship, state censorship, where, um, you know, they're involved in uh, controlling what you can say. And, you know, the modern, in modern times where the public square has moved online, many arguments have been made to say that, you know, censorship, well, it's obviously typically historically a government issue where they're controlling speech. Now these privately owned companies are controlling the vast majority of public discourse. Um, what's to protect us from their acts of censorship? And what does censorship look like? Is it even possible for them to censor or, or does that not even count as censorship? Uh, I think it does count as censorship. I think that I think that we do have to make a distinction between the way things are and the way they should be. Right now, presently, there aren't laws that protect us from censorship by privately owned platforms. But I think there should be laws that protect us from viewpoint discrimination on these platforms because they are, in effect, the public square. Um, and so, you know, if you have a situation where, OK, you're invited to this platform, it calls itself a, a platform for free expression without barriers. That's what that's what Twitter says that it is. It's a, a platform for free expression without barriers. And you're invited to come there and speak in the town square. But if you're going to say something that Twitter considers sensitive, then you need to go you need to go into a little soundproof booth over in the corner and talk to yourself where no one can hear you. Well, I mean, I don't go to the, the town square to talk to myself. I go to the town square to be heard. And so if you're going to have a platform for free expression without barriers, then you shouldn't put up those barriers that limit what people can say. People can people have freedom on Twitter to block or mute anyone that they don't want to listen to, that they don't want to follow. They can filter out certain keywords. There's a lot of control that the user has over that. Uh, if you're going to have a platform for free expression without barriers, then you shouldn't put up all these barriers that actually do, in fact, limit who's able to hear what you're actually saying. And on that sensitive content issue, you know, it's you know, the, the Walsh documentary, um, What is a Woman, was labeled sensitive. And that's an interesting standard, too. Um, because you, you, how do you, how do you determine what's sensitive? Who determines what's sensitive? Are there viewpoints that leftists express that are ever considered sensitive that would be throttled? Um, I, I can't think of any. Uh, I can think of some that are offensive to people on the right, but they're but none of these policies are, have the ideology baked into them the way that you know these kind of uh, secular progressive policies are. The radical gender stuff is baked into the policies and only recently was removed. Where misgendering and, and dead naming and things like that are considered prohibitive and hate, uh, prohibited and hateful. Um, so, you know, defining the terms is very important. But censorship is anything that limits what you can, where someone else is deciding what you're able to say and who can hear it. Um, and and a lot of that is obviously still happening. And Elon is still dealing with some of the the layers of it happening under the surface with people defying him, uh, and he's trying to correct it to the extent that he can. But I still want to better understand his his principle of freedom of speech, but not of reach, because I do find that problematic. Yeah, uh, so I, I want to well, ask... Can I yeah. ask I, well, yeah, you, you can, but I want to ask one more question, because this is relevant to, to this, and, and quickly, Seth. So you were... Uh, the Babylon Bee was suspended for quite... or locked out for quite some time, months and months and months, until I believe Elon took over in October uh, of last year. In March, you had... What got you locked out was... You guys had awarded Rachel Levine, uh, which is one of the top health officials in the Biden administration, who happens to be um, a, a man, uh, but is declaring to be a, a woman. Uh, you declared Rachel Levine man of the year 
Uh, and that, that is what got you locked out. Now, do you make posts like that on other platforms or was Twitter the most uh, censored out what you had? Like, did you get sanctioned for that on Facebook or, uh, or any other platform that you were posting that on? Uh, I don't believe that that article was flagged on those other platforms. No, but they, but I think they it was just been uh, Twitter. Yeah, we did. We didn't just post it to Twitter. We posted it to our other social media too. We we it's inconsistent. You know, some of our articles will get flagged as incitement to violence or hate speech on Facebook, but not on Twitter, and the other way around. This one in particular, it was Twitter that flagged that as hateful conduct because it violated the misgendering policy, which is a it's an ideological policy. It's not an it's not an it's not an ideology neutral policy to say that misgendering is wrong. I would, as a, as a conservative person who believes in biological realities, I would say that it's misgendering when a male person refers to himself as a woman. And so I don't think that ideology should be baked into the terms where you have to either agree with it or stay silent uh, anytime that you try to object to that ideology, your voice is, is you know, your account is suspended or you're locked out. Um, that is absolutely censorship. It's viewpoint discrimination. Uh, and a platform for free expression without barriers should not have ideology baked into its terms of service. Okay. Yeah. So, so I do want to get, I need, I need some balance here. So Caroline, I do want to bring you in on that. Just, you know, going back over what, what Seth said, is it fair game to, to keep in place these policies, you know, against misgendering and, and uh, you know, quote unquote misgendering or whatever? Uh, just give, give me your overall feedback on that. And I'm, I'm going to have a question for you. Um, well, first, I wanted to comment on one other thing uh, about the issue of whether there are, you know, uh, left-wing or liberal viewpoints that are considered, you know, bannable or or um, eligible for censorship. And um, I was um, four years ago. Um, when I was reporting on uh, the mass shooting in New Zealand, um, Twitter flagged my account and then it was supposed to be a temporary flag and it never got removed. And so my account was essentially de-boosted and uh, my, you know, my, my tweets were like hidden for three years. Um, so it does happen. Um, and it, it's, it's not just a and this was on Twitter on on yeah yeah um and it was actually uh y'all Roth who finally uh figured out what was going on and fixed it so um that was uh, you know it happened um and you know that, I, I don't think that was appropriate but also I did not create a hell sensation out of it because again it happens, you know, these are, we're dealing with millions of accounts and mistakes happen and, and that's, uh, that's how it goes. Um, in terms of, you know, I, I don't censorship, again, when a, a private company um, takes a stand on um, speech that is, you know, damaging, has um, led to violence, threats. There have been bomb threats, you know, with the recent stuff at Target. Um, and, you know, if a private company doesn't want to be involved with that and they don't want their brand associated with that, you know, that's 
their decision. And um, I certainly don't think that it is censorship when Twitter or another social media company, you know, limits um, the amplification of certain types of of content yeah. because it's you know it's not it, it's not a well, right. I want, I want to get a little to further into that content. real quick. But, and, and but bring... Nick, Nick, I've got a question. I've got a question actually. Shireen, let me bring you in on this, right? So we saw this movie. What is a woman? There was a bit. Of, there was drama that it was being censored, and essentially, what we saw today was it was the opposite. It wasn't just censored; it was promoted. It was promoted so massively by the head of Twitter. I think his own post. I'm sure got like 50 million views, if if I remember right, because I was just looking at it quickly before today. So essentially, we got the opposite effect where he promoted it. If anything, it's the opposite of censorship, where he's promoting a specific ideology. It seems like. So, Shireen, what's your thoughts on this? I'd like to hear what you got to say. Yeah, I think that people are confusing this a lot. And um, and the fact that he decided to promote it sh- should also... We can't hear you, Shireen. Uh, can you hear me? Uh, I, can, I can hear you fine. Oh, sorry. I can't hear then. So just... Uh... Yeah, just, just, just go ahead and I'll jump in for a second. Okay, okay. Um, and, and I do think that... Um, I, I think that people are confusing some things here. Ideology is not even the issue in, in regards to anything that's happening. And I don't know why people keep throwing that in there. But what I, what I do know is that when we talk about censorship, we're talking about it from different perspectives. And that's, the, that's what's clear in this room to me right now. I was banned off of, off of YouTube for 10 years because I was talking about diversity in the tech industry and the lack thereof and the problems that, w- that were created, which I feel that we're dealing with right now. 10 years. So the only reason why my account was given back because all of a sudden there was debate over the Alex Jones conspiracy theories. Then they wanted to give it back to me. I think that we are honestly not realizing that there are plenty of voices that haven't been heard before. Y'all are not hearing them because they have been what, what soft, ban, you know, soft ban or, or kept quiet. It's, it's the elevation. It's the escalation that we're, we're still having issues with. And it's also the false amplification of many of these, of these things that was, that was happening before where we had these fake accounts also helping to amplify false narratives that weren't true. And that's why we have a disinformation debate. But the, the issue that I have about censorship and the way that people use it, a private company gets to do whatever they want. I don't agree with this movie at all. But if they decide to put it on there, I, I think that that doesn't mean it's been censored. Now, here's the, kick, here's the kicker. I don't think it should have been amplified, period. That's a different conversation to me. That's amplification. That's a separate, that's not censorship, that's amplification. And I also believe that people should not have the right to participate in hate speech on a, on a platform. If you have a terms of service in place that is supposed to protect certain users, then you should be implementing them. When you're not implementing them, then we have a whole different series of problems because other people are being silenced by the hate and the, and, and, and the uh, attacks that they're experiencing personally sometimes because they turn into offline aspects of harm, which we work on daily. I can tell you many stories around that. But I also think that when we have this conversation about a private entity, they have the right to decide what happens on this platform. Your 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 status, politically, media, or otherwise, is irrelevant, actually. I don't yeah, know so, why so people sh- even think that yeah, it's sh- irrelevant. Sh- it's 100% irrelevant. The only thing that we can talk about is when we talk about the First Amendment, and we're talking about that in, in the case I of mean, the government. Sh- 
Well, the, th- the thing is, yeah, though, Shireen, so, we're gonna, yeah, so, just Keith, help, uh, we're, Shireen, I'm going to drop you back down and bring you right back up. That way, you know, the, the entire panel. Can well, what, Nick, what what did she say? I mean, I saw I saw Doc. I was trying to figure out what she's saying. So I, do, I saw Doc do a laughing emoji. Thumbs up. He agreed with her laughing emoji. So, so you couldn't what, hear I mean, me? did Doc agree with her? Uh, you couldn't sh- hear me? No, no. Soy man, soy man couldn't hear. Doc, I'll, I'll let you respond. Go ahead. So my my concern really is for Elon shifting standards when it comes to speech. I think he ended up at the right place with the uh, with uh, with Seth's um, program last night and and promoting uh, what is a woman because I think it's a it's a very serious issue, particularly as it targets children uh, for for a conversion and trans conversion, which is being supported by our government and world and governments around the world. So I, I've posted just as a test of, uh, censorship, a before and after picture of, a of a, uh, a penis sewn on to a formerly female, uh, human being. So and, not a uh, penis, just to show before and after, it's not, it, well, I, I would, I would call it a flesh dildo. But uh, just to shock people into really what's happening, because that, that is what's happening. So if I, I won't post it in the nest or in the bubble, but people can go to my wall and see it. it it's still up. Uh, the problem I have is when Elon purchased Twitter, great. My account was banned for four years. It got brought back. I had 17 accounts in the interim that got banned because I'm talking about the same stuff now that I, you know, I was talking the same stuff then that I am now. Um, so I appreciate Elon and I defend him a lot to my supporters who, who, who attack him in any number of ways. But his, his first standard was, well, we're going to comply with the legal standard of the country of, of origin from the tweet. So f- freedom of speech does not in America does not include freedom of reach. If this is the public square analogous to a park or a sidewalk, uh, uh, you, you cannot uh, limit my speech in a public square because it's offensive to some people. Offensive speech is not is, is permitted under the First Amendment in America. So is quote unquote hate speech. The problem, Shireen, with labeling something hate speech is, is the subjective definition of what is hate. You, will, you and I will not agree on what hate speech is. And, and therefore, what should be an objective standard becomes subjective. And that's where fights start. So uh, that's that's my sort of opinion on it. Uh, Shireen and I don't get along. We we come from completely opposite sides of the spectrum, and and I understand why you came to me after she spoke. I I, I don't try to. I I'm not trying to defend her or anyone. Smash, but... Doc Doc, I only came to you because you were smashing the emoji. So I thought there was something deep there. Sarah, <laughs> let me come to you, right? Because you like you love your emojis as well. So Sarah, I mean, let me just reiterate what I said to Shireen, uh, and let's talk about the issue right because we're getting a lot of people telling their life stories about banning and stuff like that which is cool i I understand you went through bannings and stuff like that but sarah specifically to you right you've got a scenario where you know people were were up in arms yesterday about this alleged um documentary being censored even then you know we had they had a twitter space and i think nearly 30 million people watched it or tuned in at a, I'm sorry 30,000 people tuned in simultaneously and then today you basically had it propagated everywhere the CEO of Twitter essentially or Elon Musk the head of Twitter ensured that everyone sorry I think there's 50 million views is it not the case or is it what do you think does it not seem like the case that he's actually propagating it's gone the opposite direction now this actual video is being propagated and endorsed by Elon Musk Sarah well yes of course it is I mean I, I, 
it was it's everywhere. There were spaces about it. I, I couldn't scroll um you know, five seconds on my timeline before I saw something about it. I don't think that it was throttled in any way. If anything, it was promoted. And that is what people are talking about today. I don't think this is a good example of censorship because it sort of had the Streisand effect. Nobody was supposed to talk about it. And now today, everybody is talking about it. The the thing that but is it really is it really the Streisand effect? I mean, everyone's saying it, but in reality, you don't need much of a Streisand effect if the CEO or the head of Twitter is basically um, um, basically sending it out everywhere so everyone can see. I think his post himself got fifty million views. You don't need much of a Streisand effect when the guy who's the whole show is sending it out everywhere. I mean, I'd like to hear Seth, I'd like to sure. hear your thoughts on that. Um. Well, okay. A couple couple quick things. Um. Going back to the comment on the on the private companies can do whatever they want. I mean, that's not exactly true. Um, private companies have to honor the commitment that they make to the users on the platform. You know, a company that holds itself out as a platform for free expression without barriers that throws barriers in front of you is is not being straightforward. They're not being honest. An argument could be made that they're defrauding you. Um, so if they're if they're making promises that they aren't keeping, that's a problem. Um, but beyond that, there's plenty of precedent for private companies having limitations on what they, uh, uh, with uh, having limitations on what they can do in terms of discriminating against people. Common carrier doctrine, for example, which uh, Justice Thomas has argued could apply to big tech companies. It prevents uh, telecom providers, transportation companies. It prevents them from discriminating against users. You can't. I mean, based on your viewpoint, you can't be refused access to Verizon or AT&T um, and the services that they provide. So there's there's plenty of precedent for regulating the conduct of these companies. And that's the that's an important point is these are they're conduits for the speech of others. These companies, these platforms that are social media networks, they're not speaking when you're speaking. So when we talk about them, you know, not wanting uh, to be associated with your messages. When I tweet, it's not Twitter's voice that's being heard. It's my voice. They're, they're a conduit for my voice. Uh, and if they engage in censorship of my voice, then that's, their, that's not their speech. They're not counteracting my speech. That's them engaging in conduct. And there's plenty of precedent for that kind of conduct to be regulated. The question is, should it be? Because um, it isn't presently. Um, so right now we have protection against uh, government censorship. We don't have protection against private companies censoring us? And the question is, should we? I think the answer is yes, because it wouldn't compel or, cur or curb these companies' speech. It's not a First Amendment issue for them, as they try to argue, because all it's doing is regulating their conduct. It's saying that they can't discriminate. Um, right, let me go tell you something. But the other... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Spell this literally just... Yeah, there was, there was another comment that was just made. You, you wanted me to comment on, on the, the comment right before I, I spoke. What was, what was that question? Um, so was it was it my question? So my question was that essentially isn't Musk really propagating this idea and thought as opposed to this being some form of censorship because he actually posted it on his own page, I believe. Well, I mean, thing, things changed over time. Initially, it was being censored. Initially, it was being limited. Um, then it became amplified. It's often the case that things that you try to suppress become louder. You amplify them by trying to censor them. That doesn't mean that censorship didn't happen. It means that people objected to the censorship so strenuously that they made the voice louder than it would have been in the first place. The censorship was overcome in that case. It wasn't non-existent. 
Well, then, all right, let me go to Brick on this, um, uh, Chief, if that's all right, and then I'll come to you, Brick. Um, I think you've got a slightly different position on this. I was going to come to you anyway because you normally do give a fair and balanced argument. So go ahead, Brick. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, Brick, go ahead. Just unmute your mic. Can Can y'all not hear me? This is Shireen. Oh, I can hear you now, Shireen. Yeah, yeah, I can. Let per me go to Brick first, and then I'll go to I Shireen. I just want to counter what was just said. Uh, there was actually a Supreme Court case that just, just showed up that that speech... Uh, but Shireen, 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 let me just go to okay. Brick first, and then I'll come to you. Is that right? Uh, so, Brick, go ahead. Don't say I can't hear you either. Nick, can you hear Brick? I cannot. I can't either. Okay, so a brick will drop you down and bring you back up. Go ahead, Shireen. I just want to say that that argument about, like, this is not your speech being shared, I mean, that's a Section 230 argument, but there was actually a SCOTUS case where literally uh, a, a company who was, quote-unquote, planning on having a website and having other people share their content for their weddings, that they were actually saying that every wedding was a was a uh, identity of them as a business so they didn't want to have to host any gay weddings because it represented their speech i do think that this argument is going to keep coming around but i want you to know it already went to scotus on this same argument about these platforms actually representing our speech i'm just letting you know it's already happened the thing, though, it's like we're having two different conversations. The first initially was about censorship. And I have my dictionary here. And we look at censor, it goes and says uh, the subject is censorship. And censorship saying uh, the action of a censor, especially in limiting or stopping the transmission or publication of the matter considered objectionable. So it is being, by definition, censored. I think everybody here can agree that it is. The question is whether or not we think the censorship is appropriate or if it really falls under um, free speech. And I think that this act of censorship shows that it is selective free speech. We, you're, you're allowed to say some things, but then sometimes you're not allowed to. And Twitter operates in how, how, it, how it is, and Elon has the ability to go and change policy as needed. But I think there is a bit of, you know, uh, it's very ambiguous how the policy affects some users, and then sometimes it does not affect other users. The actual film was censored. It was limited. They had a throttle on it. So it was, by definition, limited, and by definition, it was censored. Um, I, I believe Elon said that the reason why sometimes it was promoted was because other people paid for it to be promoted. And Elon said that um, in reply to someone that Elon and X were not amplifying it, but other users chose to amplify his tweet talking about that issue. So I don't think, I think the policy actually still is in place of it being throttled. The issue, or not that issue, but the thing is that other users are amplifying other users who have retweeted it or have talked about it. So that's kind of the, the distinction here. So there is censorship for sure. And I think everybody can agree that there is censorship by that definition. The question is whether or not it's allowable or not. And I think that we should allow that film to go on. I think that if we're going to be for free speech, you have to be for free speech. You have to be for things you may not like to hear. So. I mean, the problem is, I get that. I get I get what happened. But the issue is, and which nobody's talking about is, and it's a greater thing. For me, it's an even larger thing than censorship. You essentially have Elon Musk who's able to advertise any idea and ideals. And that idea and ideals gets propagated by tens of millions. Do you think that that's basically, it's almost, it, it, the risk there is not censorship, but that it becomes an ideologically driven website where Elon comments on something and that almost be considered truth. Uh, Justin, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. 
Yeah, look, I think I think Elon is trying to right the ship. I mean, this thing was tilting a leeward for so long uh, that I think he's trying to balance things out and make some changes as he goes along. Obviously, it's his prerogative in that he paid his own money for it. Uh, but also, you know, Shreem brought up Section 230. There's another section part of 230 that a lot of people don't talk about, and that's the directive from the government that it is their goal to preserve the vibrant and competitive free market of free speech on the Internet. And so uh, in the lawsuit that I have against the government when they censored me, that's one of the things we bring up, that you know, it's one thing, of course, for these private companies to act on their own, but when the government utilizes them as a proxy to censor you, now you've impringed on my First Amendment rights. More importantly, there is lots of case law indicating that the government should have a role in defending these public areas of speech. And I think so from Elon's perspective, I think he's just trying to balance things out and, and right the ship, if you will. But from a larger perspective, I think there is a government role to ensure that there is this type of free speech. The answer to speech you disagree with is never, ever to censor. The answer is always to counter it with more speech. The answer, though, is to... Yeah, but is that but the case, though, Justin? Like, I know, I know... How is that more I mean, speech when it's being falsely amplified? I really do, like, I... I Every time we land on that on that particular, how is it falsely amplified? Okay, because initially it was falsely amplified by fake accounts doing it. Now we have people like people who have you know millions of followers doing it. That is the problem. So when he tilts it, when you think he's tilting it, he's tilting it in a completely different direction. If you think that there was a different direction, because to me, it so was you think the government should? For me, it was so, so the government basically. Way. Should the government balance out Elon's tweets then? What's the solution that you're saying? Juan, the thing is, the equivalent of Elon saying exclamation point or amplifying a tweet is the equivalent of like of, of Obama or some other, uh, some other leftist person with a lot of following, liking or supporting a comment too. Like both sides have people who have a large profile or have a large following who can go and like, share or comment on things at their own will. Um, and I think I think the 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 government issue that I don't think the government is censor, censoring this film on Twitter. I think the issue more so is, um, I guess how it was throttled initially, which it is still throttled under my uh, understanding, and that other people were amplifying it and promoting tweets of other people talking about it, which is how they're getting around it. So without a doubt, objectively speaking, it was censored. It was limited. I don't think it's a problem if Elon says exclamation well, Yeah. Yeah, what was... Chief, uh, can, you compare, can you compare Obama to Musk? Like, I'm looking at Obama's page. He gets viewership like 1 million, 2 million. He's getting the same kind of viewership as, like, for example average accounts even though i know he's got same number of followers as uh most but if you i'm just looking at his page right now he's got like a 2.5 million 1.7 million 980k 6.9 million so essentially you can see that his reach is nowhere near like uh, as most musk his latest post was 50 million so there's a i get that he's got a large coverage but musk owns twitter he runs twitter when he comments on something people it, first of all it has a huge reach and then people on top of that believe also because they think he's a genius like that is reality so that's the well, additional yeah unvetted unvetted reality well 
I can answer that question. So, yeah, I, I know that Elon is probably, I think, the biggest person on Twitter. If I don't think that anyone else has more followers, I could be wrong about that. But um, yeah, no, he's got he's got the most followers, but he he's just he just went past Obama recently. Right, right. To, but to to answer the question, um, I I still think again, this is I've I've seen no proof that Elon's tweets are being uh, amplified by Twitter policy or by Twitter. Twitter's own, own, own algorithm. I haven't seen any evidence of that. I think people like Elon Musk because he is someone who did SpaceX and he did Tesla and he did a variety of really crazy companies that people told or him that he couldn't do and he persevered. Um, I, I don't think he, he's a person. He's an individual. He has a right to go and comment on things. And if you're if you're going to say as a solution, Elon should stay out of um, the, the Twitter uh, public space on his own platform and comment to avoid um, pushing some people in a certain direction. I think that's a bit of a of a reach. He, he has the ability as a CEO to comment on things. It's his company. He bought that. Um, I don't think it's that he... The problem you have, Chief, is I get that. But remember, you can't detach him being a CEO from his actions. So... He is banning people. People are getting banned on Twitter. Let's not pretend this is like some ultimate free speech platform. Oh, of course. So I he's agree. banning people based on ideology. And then when he's posting about certain ideology, if anything, what that demonstrates is not that it's a free speech platform, but it's a Elon ideology. Who's he platform. banning on ideology? Well, um, so, for example, he's banned Ye. He's banned, banned Nick Fuentes. He's, yeah. um, he's banned uh, Scott Ritter. And yesterday we had the presidential candidate for, for the GOP nominee, Vivek Ramaswamy, and he said he's, he believes in absolute free speech. And he said, and I asked him directly, would you have banned them? And he said, no, that even though what they say is grotesque, but to be a free speech platform, to truly be a free speech platform, you have to allow them on. So essentially he, uh, Vivek, is explaining what it means. And you, he said, look, it's a private company. And if his company is that he doesn't care about free speech and it's about um, advertisers, that's fine as well. But you have to be honest about what your platform is. Let me go to Brick. Brick, let me hear your thoughts on this. Really quickly, I'll take 30 seconds, I promise. Um, go ahead, Jeff, and then we'll go to Brick. Yeah, the issue, I mean, I think everybody, I, I believe my, my impression on Twitter is very selective free speech. I think there are some opinions that have been suppressed. Um, and I don't think this is entirely free speech. I, I mean, think... selective free speech isn't free speech. Everyone, right. I, there's nobody, like, there's nobody who doesn't believe in selective free speech. Right. They, isn't there like nobody believes in every believe one believes in some form of selective free speech that's not what the so so essentially do not advertise it as a free yeah, speech yeah. Well, yeah even I'm, even I'm, even chief sorry i'm entrepreneur apologies i'll let you can even your roth and as mental as that guy was he believed in some form of limited free speech didn't he he wasn't completely banning everybody so everyone believes it in some context but please go ahead chief yeah, yeah, I, I'm saying I agree with you. I think that it's when I say selective, I mean he, he's implying it in some places and not and not other places too. I'm agreeing with you. It's not entirely free speech, um, and I agree. I saw the clip with Vivek, and I agree with that too. Um, it's not free speech. It, it there is some there is an opening a dialogue, but it's not all the way there. It's not entirely free speech. Um, so I, I agree with you on that front. Let me go. To I think that, let me sorry. let me go to Brick. Sorry, I, I, apologize. I will go to you next, but uh, Brick's had his hand up for ages. Go ahead, Brick. All right. Hey, thank you very much. So, um, first of all, yeah, I, I think that what happened last night and you know late yesterday and and last night, certainly the the distribution was being censored. I mean, you can definitely describe it as censorship, but I think it's also important to look at was you know is that was that censorship the intent of Elon Musk? Is that what he really wanted to have happened? And, and I think the answer there is no. He was up in the middle of the night. 
he was tweeting that he was going to get it fixed by by the next day and that transpired and you know jeremy boring tweeted that he was you know pretty happy with the outcome so you know i think if you look at what happened it's a legacy of the old twitter and whether or not it's the code or the personnel or the reporting procedure that allows mass people to flag something as being offensive and then an action is automatically propagated against it or a combination of all those factors for whatever reason that censorship took place and and it it's changed today so is twitter free speech no i think we all agree on that um personally would i like it to be yeah a part of me would but under current law um it doesn't necessarily have to be and twitter is well within their rights and elon musk is well within his rights to have limits on what can be said on on his platform and in that regard it doesn't really bother me that there are limits it only bothers me when the limits aren't clearly communicated and fairly enforced so you, you shouldn't have being able to have one side flagging people that they disagree with and you know banning them getting their accounts or their posts banned because elon has expressed that one of his his visions uh for twitter is that when action needs to be taken on a post it will be a post level action in general and not an account level action so it will be your the actual offending post that gets uh action taken against it as opposed to your entire account which i think is great and, and like, like I said, I have no problem with Twitter having limits. I just want those limits to be clearly communicated, to be fairly enforced, and for there to be some sort of legitimate appeal process when the eventual mistakes do happen. And okay. you know, in that regard, I mean, maybe, maybe some people think I'm just going to be all free speech, free speech, free speech on Twitter. I'm really not that. Uh, that's not something I, I think. Uh, I don't think that serves Twitter. I really don't. I don't think it helps it grow. I, I I think it's absolutely true, and I think everybody here would agree that we have much freer speech on Twitter than we used to have. And uh, I'm happy with the trend so far. I would rather err on the side of caution than put the needle all the way to the other side and hope it works out. Actually, let me go to Seth on this. Seth, um, I'm going to ask you the same question because obviously you were banned and you're page it was quite is quite big babylon b i mean uh, i mean you've heard the argument i've made in terms of why certain people are being banned um what's your thoughts on that we asked vivek the exact same question because he believes in absolute free speech and I, I, so i'm going to ask you the same question like what's your thoughts about people like who have made grotesque comments have made comments that we all find deplor deplorable but yet it's not illegal and so I mean, what about their speech? So, I mean, I gave, I asked Vivek about um, Nick Fuentes, Ye, Scott Ritter, and there's many such others. I mean, what's your thoughts on them getting banned? Yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with Vivek. I think that you know, Musk has described himself as a free speech absolutist. Um, we're not, we haven't really seen that in practice. It hasn't been consistently. His, it, there is no clear consistency in terms of who will get banned and who won't, um, and. Uh, so I, I, I would tend to agree with Vivek that speech that's offensive is still free speech. Uh, when you're talking about what should be limited, I don't think that viewpoint should be one of those categories that's limited. 
there shouldn't be certain viewpoints that are marked as sensitive to express. Like, for example, saying that a man is a man. <laughs> Something as basic and fundamental as that should not be considered sensitive content. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely inconsistency in terms of who's been banned. I do think that if you're going to call yourself a free speech absolutist and you're going to call this the town square, then people need to be able to say even grotesque things. And if you don't like it, you can block them. You can filter that stuff out. You can mute them. But they shouldn't be deplatformed and penalized for it. Um, you know, you can obviously ignore and tune out those people without taking their voice away. Uh, and the answer, as someone else said earlier, to speech that you don't like if they say something false is to refute them and bring in new speech that responds to that speech and rebuts it. I think Community Notes has been valuable to that end. E Elon himself has been Community Noted several times. And it was brought up at one uh, earlier about how uh, when Elon says something, it's it's taken as the truth or whatever. He's been Community Noted a few times, and he's and he's and he welcomes that. He welcomes anybody to be challenged and have their speech challenged on the platform, which I think is good. That's a healthy thing. Um, and so more speech is the answer to speech that you don't like, not censorship. And so I would err on the side of allowing more and letting people control who they view and who they listen to themselves rather than being heavy handed, especially ideologically. I think ideology has a huge part to play in this in terms of deciding what people are allowed to say and what's considered sensitive. Let me go to. Do you mind if Millie? I could. Uh... Yeah, go ahead, Millie. OK. All right. So I think it's pretty clear we're all on the same page that Twitter does engage in censorship and there's not really true free speech just as you were saying Suleiman like how they have banned Milo they've banned Nick Fuentes they've banned Alex Jones they've banned yay many of these people who we don't necessarily agree with all of their viewpoints and for some of us mostly all of their viewpoints we disagree with but at the same time if you're banning them it's actually not free speech and it's actually doing more harm than good because a lot of these these uh, conservatives out there have been fooled into thinking someone like Nick Fuentes for the longest time was not anti-Semitic because many of his anti-Semitic posts were being so rapidly removed and censored. People didn't actually have anything to reference in the public square to support the accusations that were coming from some of the people on the left. Now, what I will say is this. I know it's entirely possible to create a platform in which you can allow people to engage in free speech, but also allow them to self-moderate their own content. Um, and so I'm just going to put this out there. Um, I've been part of that, and I've been delving into the tech industry to do just that. So if you actually guys want to go on a real platform that values freedom of speech, doesn't censor you, and doesn't spy or sell your data to third parties like all these other big tech platforms do, go to QUX.TV. And check that out because we're making some revolutionary things in tech right now happen in order to put platforms out there for people that are sick and tired of all the censorship. Because let's get real. What we see now with Elon Musk in charge of Twitter, okay, we have seen some improvements, but it really just feels like there's free speech for some people and there's not free speech for other people. So the fact that Elon Musk can tweet about his opinion on gender surgeries where someone like me, I actually have to fear on Twitter as to the safety and the status of my Twitter account if I were to try to say something like that. It just goes to show that it's like there's this feudalism, this this thing where there's, you know, people who are in the in crowd get to have certain permissions and access, just like certain people get to have the subscribe button now for paid subscriptions and other people are being not being given that. 
So it, it to me, it just seems like there's a lot of um, unfairness and lack of freedom for certain groups of people, and it reeks of information operations. So it's like you, I'm not sure what website you talked about, but if they rely on servers like Amazon servers, then it is does not. Uh, it's not. Well, I think that Gab, because I would say that Gab probably is another one also, because Gab no, isn't. It's not a website. You have to understand. Uh, hardware. So it's a hardware private network that's gapped decentralized on our own proprietary hardware. And inside, people can literally create their own content, streaming, comments, chat rooms, all that stuff in a private network that literally we've, we've, go we've gone to the most high secure stuff you know, talking to um, people in various intelligence agencies, contractors, really picking the brains. As a journalist, I pick the minds and the brains of a lot of these people who I've had the opportunity of bumping into by doing journalism into how to create a system in which bots can't exist. They cannot exist inside QUX, okay? Which that's a major issue on Twitter right now and on these other social media platforms. Bots are largely used by you know private companies and contracts or contractors out there who are engaging in psychological operations and information operating uh, uh, sorry information operations on social media and that's why there's such a big bot problem on twitter it's on every social media site out there because they don't have a way to deal with the bots let, the let, way let, we've let, done let, it let, let, you I, can't I, create I bots I one of the questions that we asked Vivek yesterday had to do with how much speech is still considered free speech. And, and Shireen, I want to go to you on this. Uh, where Where is the barrier? Should you be able to, you know, talk about Nazis? Should you be able to use racist terms? And uh, at what point do you cut that free speech off? I appreciate that question, finally. Um, and I do think that we also have to be honest about some of the conversations that we're having, because in some countries, there are things you cannot talk about. And, and Nazism is one of those things. Actually, there's a lawsuit against Twitter um, that's, that's actually happening right now because some of that was was available to certain countries uh, during elections. Like I, I thought that's where we were going to go to some of this conversation. But during elections, uh, during um, other actions that were happening in other countries, we have to also understand that Twitter is, a lot of this conversations is American-based, and I'm okay with that, but but it's also American-based in the context of de defining free speech. Like, if we're going to have a full conversation, then we also have to say, and then Twitter needs to just turn into an American company, and then we can debate that. That is not what's happening here, and so that's why I have a problem when people say, um, I, you know, the, the more, the, to how to counter free speech is more speech, but if you have fake accounts amplifying conversations then the, the more speech is not coming from actual people right if you can control 500 accounts which i know can happen then that amplification is false it's one person controlling five accounts 500 accounts and making it look like this is a major part of the conversation but i do nick the, the question that you're asking i don't I, I i feel very strongly a private company has the right to determine which of those things are hate speech which are those things that should not be on their platform? And if they have to do legal, you know, deal legally with other countries that have completely different laws against Nazis versus what we seem to be fine with Nazis running amok, we need to be honest about that. 
and that's the problem that we're having. I, I really don't think that we're honestly sort of looking at the laws itself, looking at, yes, the definition of censorship when something gets throttled, but also this concept that, well, Nazism is just ideology. Like, we need to be very honest about the way in which we're, we're throwing even ideology around because I keep... We need to talk about Nazism so people understand how evil it was and it won't happen again. Ignoring I, 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 it is not a solution. And, and yet, the, yet the hate speech, the hate speech for other groups of people is fine on the app because people don't know anything about that either. Like, I want to make sure that we understand that we're sitting here in one instance saying we need to define hate speech and then another instance going, we know this thing over here happened and was horrible, but we don't want to talk about that. We want to make sure no one's talking about that. But all the other horrible things that happens to all the other groups of people, well, we need to talk about that. I think that I, I think that the imbalance of that, the fact that that's an imbalance, the, the, and, and I think some people on here has already agreed, the fact that that's an imbalance is also part of the problem. You're talking about two different things, though. Like the the first part is about about um, hate speech. You can throw around um, terms or or people who you may not agree with or like, but. By definition, uh, if you are throttling or removing that, it is censorship. And I think that when, when you censor people or remove them, it doesn't really get the problem uh, nip, nipped or whatever. And I, it's also more that people censor people as a way of hiding views that they don't like. Not not just the ideas that you may importantly disagree with, but ideas that you just don't like. I think that uh, that, that, that Ye and that Nick and everybody else who has been Nick banned should be able to... Don't say Nick. Yeah. But... Associate me with it. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> but I, I'm not no, talking I... about us uh, disagreeing. I'm not nothing. I'm talking about is a disagreement. Nothing I'm talking about is like I, you hurt my feelings. I'm not talking about any of that. The fact that everyone keeps like le leveling me to that, I am actually not speaking to any of that. Uh, okay, so so Shireen, yeah, well, obviously an example that we had yesterday with Vivek, we were asking about specifically the N word. Okay, it's a pretty hot, pretty hot topic right there. That's a pretty pressing word. Is that too far? I mean, should that should that word be banned? Should you be uh, should that you know those tweets be removed for for using that? More people have been banned for calling out the N word towards them, trying to protect themselves from the harassment and harm than the people who've been using it. So that's what I mean. Like there are distinct differences in how we handle certain situations. Some some words are acceptable when I consider that that word actually uh, hateful content. However, if black people say white people, we will get banned for saying white people. Like be clear, we're not having the same conversation. Is it bad for me to say with the white people that they're white people? Like, we're not having the same conversation. And so when people limit it to making it seem like, well, I'm just talking about the things that are important to me, I'm not. I'm telling you that I get banned for saying white people to white people. Why Why are y'all protecting Wait, has, that white people? Has, it, has that actually yes. happened? Has that actually happened? Yes. So, so, so I, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, their algorithm and their AI and whatever is, like, automated because i i have actually been limited for using the word black people before even though i was saying positive things about black people i think if they get overly reported like somebody attacks it with mass reporting i i think then then it automatically gets kind of sent and you're censored until somebody's able to review it at least that's been my experience this happens on every platform twitter 
TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Same IG, yeah, same thing. If black people say white people, they will get banned. Thirty days. Yeah, no, I, 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 I well, banned I, I, I and suspended, Brian, are two different things. Just say right. cracker, you'll be okay. <laughs> Stop, come on. So, you know. Like black white people are allowed to say you can say whatever you want, then that's a policy. I, I would solve that problem. You can say black people, and someone can say white people, and there you go. That's a problem solved. So I, I, I want yeah, to. Elon Musk talked about the standard of lawful speech. He's talked about that a lot. He told Tucker Carlson when Tucker was concerned about being censored that as long as what he's saying is lawful, he won't be censored. Um, the asterisk seems to be, but you might have limited reach. That's kind of the asterisk, and so the question really is. You know, I think I think lawful speech is a good standard. If you're going to treat this as the town square, which is also how he's described Twitter, um, then then the standard should be lawful speech. Uh, I think there's room for making laws that safeguard that. We don't have them now, but I think there could be laws that would be constitutional that would safeguard lawful speech on these platforms. And that's a good standard. But having having a rule that if it's marked sensitive it will have limited reach is very dangerous when it comes to free speech because who's going to be deciding what's sensitive, what's not, and what gets limited. Uh, if it's limited, it's not really the town square. You don't go to the town square to talk to just one or two people or to yourself. You go there to be heard. And so the, the standard of lawful speech, I think, is a good standard. I can't make sense of this idea that you have freedom of speech but not reach. It does. It's, it's contradictory to me. If you're speaking, it's to be heard. That's the whole purpose of speaking. I, I I agree with that. Like like so so when he said freedom of speech, not freedom of reach, I like huh, like 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 what does that actually mean? Like like if if you're gonna limit somebody's reach, isn't that kind of like censoring them also? Like if you push your comments so far down that nobody sees it, isn't that actually going to be trampling on somebody's free speech? Uh, yes, and, and Musk objects to that when companies like Google do it. He in our interview, if you, if you watch the interview we just did with him, he brought that up as an example of censorship that he doesn't like when Google buries stuff on page two, page three, page four, where no one will ever see it. Um, so, so, so Seth, Seth I, I have a question. So, so you, you said lawful speech, but like, don't you think that that also is not clearly defined? I, I, I mean, certain things are clearly illegal, but some things could be deemed illegal but you depending on who you ask right so like even that has i feel lines that you have to kind of figure out well i mean there's there are things like uh incitement to violence uh you know fighting words um death threats um uh harassment uh there there are things that there's clear legal standards for that would be um prohibited otherwise anything goes you can say whatever you can have any opinion that you want without being throttled that would be a that would be a lawful speech standard so i'm no no i i i get that i, I was just gonna say like so I, I i get that but i also feel that that could also be unclear so like somebody says that this is a threat like is it a threat like there could be people that argue this isn't a threat while other people say hey it is a threat so I, I think that no matter where the line's drawn, you're still going to have people arguing back and forth saying, yeah, this is illegal. This isn't illegal. You're going to have lawyers get involved. And, and I don't know if it's going to solve anything if you make that that the line. Sure. I think it would be much less restrictive because you, you do have you, you, you do raise a good point. I mean, like, for example, Libs of TikTok has been accused of inciting violence by simply reporting on 
activity that happened at a hospital, you know, where they were performing surgeries on minors or something. And that and merely reporting that was considered by some to be incitement to violence. Uh, when obviously, from a legal standard, though, incitement has a different definition than that. You have to actually call for violence explicitly um, and imminently. So, um, you know, it's, it's a matter of people can make whatever claims that they want, but there are legal standards that you could apply in that case. And, and a lot of, these, you know, this speech has been dealt with uh, so much in the courts that having a lawful standard, obviously you'll have debates about it, but I think there is something that you can reference to determine what's lawful and what's not. Yeah, it's, I think that's so a problem I, 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 I want to... Real quick, Nick, before, before we get to, to um, Shereen, I guess I'll let you jump in right after this. Uh, I, I want to I want to ask everybody uh, that's listening here to kind of tell us in the in the bottom right hand corner in that comment section where you think the line should be. Should you be able to use you know racially charged terms and uh, you know and just be sort of open to posting whatever you want to uh, within the laws of the United States if it falls into uh, freedom of speech within that First Amendment. Should you be able to post it? Uh, I want to know where your line is. So put it right there and give us your questions as well, because we're actively going through them right now. So, so I meant, did you want to say something? And just to add to that, just, yeah, yeah, just to add to that, guys, make sure that you subscribe because we will be having subscriber-only spaces. They are off the hook because we do not, they're not recorded. You can ask us anything. We will be having another subscriber-only space straight after this space. It's fun. Uh, it's basically relaxed and it's uncensored in the sense of you're able to ask us anything. So it's just join it. And also on top of that, there is going to be exclusive guests coming onto that subscriber only space. So as we're building the subscriber numbers, there's going to be major exclusive guests on that. Um, and so there's like, uh, just join it. Sarah loves it. She loves it. She learns a lot. So be like Sarah. Uh, please let me go to Shireen. Shireen, we're going to go to you. Yes, thank you, and and I and I want to make sure that 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 part that that was just mentioned, like there are, is there law? There is law, but there are also people who know how to skirt the law. Like for example, someone saying, "I hope I hope you get raped." They didn't say they were going to do it, which means that they would have to be censored in that regard. They're just leaving it out there in 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 that regard. The same thing with death threats. What about hold on a second? With death, on. hold on, let me finish. Let right? me finish. Even with death threats, right? The death threats the law says a certain thing about those death threats. So if someone says, I hope someone comes to your window and kill you, that's not covered by the law. Like I, like, I think that sometimes we're having this conversation and not realizing where the bridges of the lines are. And as we're trying to have this conversation, I want us to be honest about how many people have been able to skirt that. And that content is out there. Yet other people are now sharing it. And then someone, you know, shows up at another person's doorstep right like we're not connecting the full dots i just think that there's like a big disconnect about like yes some of the stuff is legal some of the stuff isn't but we're still having this argument over where that line is thanks so brick you have been laughing uncontrollably here uh, on the panel recently and, and uh so i want you to jump in and i want you to respond all right look on the on the issue some of these things that are mentioned here if you, I don't know how many of you have actually reported a tweet or looked at the terms of service lately, but wishing harm upon somebody is an actionable event on Twitter for which a tweet can be reported and taken down. It's already protected there. You've got to realize that this is there. You don't have free speech on this platform. Now, if it were all government-funded 
We would, and that'd be great, but it's not. It still requires substantial corporate funding in the form of advertisement payments to Twitter. So you can't just say, we're going to go free speech until everyone in America is willing to accept uh, totally open free speech without consequences for advertisers, which we already know is not the case from a recent beer debacle and a recent department store debacle. We know that's not the case. If you want to see some the most recent example of censorship on Twitter, it's about the AOC parody account. Recently reinstated, as funny as ever, drawing immense amount of, of attention, and yet deactivated by its owner today after numerous and just an incredible amount of threats to their physical safety that they received after... AOC complained about the account. So does that make AOC a stochastic terrorist because she incited a response against the account? Well, yeah, it absolutely does. So you you can't say you can't say that, you know, you've got to know what the rules of the game are. You've got to play by the rules of the game and Twitter has policies. If you take the time to learn them, you'll understand why you can't say white people or this color people, or that color people, because you can't make statements about racial groups that are disparaging. So if there's an attendant thing after that, then yes, your tweet will become actionable. And the thing I was laughing about the most, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am, is the notion that more people have been taken off of this platform for complaining about people citing their race or ethnicity than have been taken down for calling somebody another name or you know i'm you I know i don't need this is just the way i'm I wired on twitter i don't even want to say i don't even want to say the word that begins after m you know i don't even want to say that i don't even want to say that term but the notion that more people have been have been banned or suspended for defending themselves against the use of that word than have been for using that word is laughable to me. It's still up. I have it documented, and there's many stories about it. So y'all can laugh at it if you want to, but it's been documented time and time again. And I have you. It, you can't. You can't possibly what? know the number of accounts that have had or tweets that were taken down for because using the word. Them, you may know. You may know people. You may know people. You may know people who have had their accounts. Uh, throttled, suspended, tweets taken down because of that defense. I'm not saying that didn't happen. I'm just saying it's laughable that you claim to know that that number is larger than the amount of tweets taken it down is. It is. for you. Documented. That term. We had to go to Twitter about it. We had to go to Facebook wait, wait, about it. Yes, wait. we know this number. What does it's on mean? Wikipedia, Brick. What, uh, Shireen? What's the number from? If you, can you explain where you got your data from? Yeah, I mean, I can I can send you the reports on it so that y'all can see it. I'll do the little thing at the Jumbotron. But yes, yeah, do it, please. more people are, 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 are held accountable for defending themselves against the word than the people who are using it. So what does, the data, there's, there's show, really, what does the data show con to you, Shereen? I just said, I just said it. More people... No, no. Where's the data from is what I want to know. Who Who provided the data... That shows AOC's no, investigative reporting. I will sit, I'll put the thing up here at the top. I'll show you some. 
From whom? From what? One of them is from, from Reveal. The others are from our reports, from the people that report to us. And the third is from the um, the Senate. Okay, Seth, you wanted to jump in before we come back well, to Shereen? Yeah, I just wanted to raise the point again that there's two conversations, really. One conversation is about the way things are. What is Twitter like now? How do they enforce their policies now? Is it consistent? Is it is it right? Is it the way that it should be? Um, and then there's the other conversation about how uh, how things should be. Um, should should Twitter change? Should should social media companies be required not to discriminate on the basis of viewpoint? Um, you know, those are really two different conversations, and I'm not I'm not sure which one we're having in this space right now, or are we ha- are we trying to have both? I think that's a great point. Yeah, I, I would say. What I hear is a lot of people complaining about unfairness rather than censorship. That is to say, yes, it's ultimately unfair that Elon Musk has such a reach and that he has a broader account than other people on another spectrum might have. I mean, look at the U.S. Constitution. It starts with all men are created equal. That's clearly not the case. I mean, some people are born without limbs. Some people are born with higher IQs. Some people are born into rich families. But according to the government's view, right, the government views all men as equal. So we want Twitter to act perfectly, but it's run by humans and it's not going to be perfect. The issue isn't about perfection. No one's. Uh, the issue is that when you basically claim that your platform is a free speech, like, and I don't think anyone disagrees that the platform is much better than it was previously. Like a lot of accounts are returned. We're able to post things that we know we weren't able to post. So that's not what the argument is. I think that's kind of agreed. Yeah, but I, I think, Suleiman, but I think where... what happens, I think what happens is it becomes this sort of slippery slope where you say, well, look, this sort of censorship is going to be OK. Right. And, the, and And the next thing you know, the former director of the FDA is calling his friends at the White House to call Twitter on his behalf to get your account removed, which is exactly what happened to me. And so you build up these calcified trenches where people start censoring. And that's what happened over the last three years. Yeah, yeah, I and that's why, that's why so, I defend absolute, you know, you, you have free speech. You yeah. don't kowtow to it. You do it very rarely. You account for human error. But in so the end, you, you cannot you have, have a banned, policy. Would you have banned here then, Justin? And Nick Fuentes and Scott Ritter? Yeah, I don't know. I think that's, that, I'm so glad I don't have to and, make those choices. So to see what I mean, you're saying you don't know, and that demonstrates that you don't believe in absolute. No, I, 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 yeah. I, it's, so Vivek was it's very human. It's human stuff, right? You got to deal with human well, issues it, then, then the, all then across it's, the board. Then it's human stuff that you got banned. Like if you want to go down that road, then why you complain that you got banned? Because that's human. It stuff. was human stuff that became calcified into policy, and that was yeah, it doesn't matter. It's still humans, it's still humans. So don't don't complain. It's cool. Like you got banned. <laughs> okay, on, all right. But, no, no, but that's the point. That's the argument because it's human stuff. When it's on others, and when it's not, when it's on me, then it's a it's an ideological problem, and that's yeah, the so Solomon. To your to your point, it's actually something I wanted to bring up as I'm hearing everyone. I know a lot of people in here are like absolutely no censorship, and even Vivek yesterday was absolutely no censorship. But if it was on their turf, if it, if they owned a restaurant, and someone starts screaming out like um, anti-Semitic slurs to a Jewish clientele, they would kick them out, right? And I think everyone here would. And that's where it becomes like, uh, you know, Elon shouldn't, but, you know, if I owned a restaurant, I would kick them out. I don't know anyone here, although they're saying they're, they're, for, they're 
Yeah, but which doing the same thing that he does, yeah. doing no, the same no, thing Elon it's, did. It's, it's a fallacy. It's a fallacy because it's not because Alex Elon said right. he's for free which, speech, and everyone which, which here is saying they're owner, for free speech. Which Joel, which restaurant owner on the uh, at the front of their restaurant advertises? Please enter free. Elon didn't advertise it. He said he he's for free speech. It just so like times, just like so many people yes, here, just like so many people here have been on spaces night after night saying they're for free speech. Let alone, I mean, that's not a speech platform. This is literally a speech platform. You know, even if you don't want to call it a free speech platform, that's what you're supposed to be doing here. So, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Restaurants Elon Musk. Elon but everyone Musk here is saying they're for free speech. Said, Elon Musk in his interviews, he literally said, you know, I'm a free speech absolutist giving like this theatrical sort of uh, diatribe as to how much he cares about free speech on this platform. And I've actually got a question because it, it seems as though right now a lot of this censorship is being targeted at Trump populist allies. We, we see it not just on Twitter, for, but from like all over the place in the country, public sector, private se sector. We saw James O'Keefe, Tucker Carlson, Texas AG, Ken Paxton, and now even uh, Gavin Wax from the Babylon Bee. So I'd like to ask Seth Dillon the question, because we are talking about private sector versus Twitter, a platform that's supposed to be free speech. You know, in the past, you've said that it's Christian to defend yourself from slander on the Internet. You say you should speak your mind if you work at a company and not be afraid to do so. So why is it that you say those things and then you decided to take down Gavin Wax? That was a question directed at me, I assume. I just heard Gavin Wax. You're saying, what, am I contradicting myself on free speech? Uh, you, yeah, contradicting yourself on free speech and the, and the previous statements you've made about defending yourself, whether you're being slandered or not, and, you know, speaking your mind, even if you work at a company where it might be risky to do so. I, I, I address this in another space, and that's not what this space is about. Well, I mean, it kind of um, is. We just brought up a conversation about private sector versus, like, you know, a restaurant versus Twitter, these sorts of censorship things. So, where where you're a business owner a business owner you know much more successful than probably most people in this space where's the line that you draw at your company uh i i have fired employees for insubordination i've fired employees in the past for poor performance i've fired them for excessive absences i've fired them for uh conduct um and so i mean there's a lot of reasons to fire somebody i've never fired anybody for expressing an opinion that i don't like so why was Gavin Wax fired? That's the situation that we're dealing with his attorneys on now. So uh, that's not something for this public space. Sarah? Uh, thanks. Is it okay if I shift a little sure, bit? Sure, sure. Go for it. So, wait, I, I, just, I just want to ask a question to the person who was just asking me this question. Um, sure. why, why is there this assumption that, that somebody was fired by me for an opinion that I don't like? Where does that come from? Well, it comes from the fact that we've seen a lot of these Trump populist allies, James O'Keefe, Tucker Carlson, Ken Paxton, uh, you know, removed from their positions of influence in recent months, really over the past month. And uh, Gavin Wax is the most recent one on that list. And it was made from my understanding. And, and that's why I asked the question, you know, I, I don't I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what your rules are at your business. And that's your prerogative. But it seems as though this was made after Gavin Wax was defending himself from slander from DeSantis uh, spokespeople. Gavin was a rabid Trump supporter when he was hired. 
I took a I was I had dinner with Trump in February. Uh, I should I fire myself because I took a like what what is I don't I, I don't even understand the accusation that I fire Trump supporters. Well, I have Trump supporters on my staff. Time, they work for me right times now. Change. That's so, that's, times change. Times change. It's in, so 20, in 2016. We're, we're, we're talking about free speech and censorship. I never censored Gavin. Gavin can still speak wherever he wants to speak. I just no longer want to employ the man. And the reasons for that are being worked out with his attorneys. Of now. course. And that that's totally understandable if you have to keep that private because it's a legal matter. I was just at. And if you want to hear me speak to it, you can go back and listen to the space where we addressed this for several hours. We don't need to rehash all that old ground. Well, I, I mean, this, this is it's a it's a conversation of free speech right now. A lot of Trump allies are being censored. This is not 2016. It's not 2020. This is 2023. Times change. DeSantis is running. I've noticed this trend. And uh, you're one of the people that took out one of those Trump populist allies. So I asked the question. I did what? I took him out? Correct. He's got, he's got a bigger platform now and a new job than he ever had before. He's gained followers. How did I take him out? Uh, do you think that Fox News... He, he said think, he's not taking that no, no, Do you think that Fox News took Tucker Carlson out? Because he has a... I have no idea what happened at Fox News. Why? I think we what? all know what happened I, there. Tucker the, Carlson has a bigger platform, you could say now, but... He's out of a job. So, are the moderators just going to let this guy drive this conversation? Well, I tried. Right I tried to rails? shift, but you asked him a question, so I just yeah. assumed you were trying to engage. So, you got uh, it back, Sarah. Jump, yeah, jump back in. You said you wanted to shift a little bit. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, you know, I find that people are all for free speech until they are themselves the target of hateful, hurtful, or threatening speech, and then they want it censored. But Suleiman, you mentioned something, and I'm curious. You said that before Elon Musk took over, that there was speech that you could not say that you can say today. Uh, what example can you say today that you couldn't say prior with under the previous Twitter leadership? What can you say oh, today? Oh, anything. Masks, vasks, everything. You, you yeah, couldn't even I mean, talk about the Ukraine-Russia war for the most part. You, if you, you couldn't bring up transsexual thunks. You could. I couldn't use the word vaccine without getting beamed. But the, then it doesn't seem to be applied um, fairly because I talked about vaccines. I talked about um, sexuality and transgender ideology. I've spoken. Yeah, about you, you all talked of about that. it in I, the right way. <laughs> the, well, the, according to them the right way. well look for example whenever i question for example yeah. the efficacy of vaccines the first time my account was banned was when i questioned the efficacy of masks back in 2021 for the use of containing the spread for children turns out i was a hundred percent right but i was kicked off of facebook and twitter by the likes we believe of the white house over the pulpit of jen saki and so you know there's a perfect example there i had three dozen colleagues that I had to have reinstated. Thanks to Jay Bachataria and who is his new stardom with Elon. He went to Elon and said, Elon, here are some accounts that have been seriously banned for over a year for not for doing wrong speak about COVID. We, I, I have, I have 300 accounts at least that, that were, that were canceled because of that. And it was That's citing opinions. I say. That's yeah. why I say, Justin, it does not appear that Twitter applies it evenly across the board. It seems that you couldn't say something, maybe because your reach reached further than mine. Um, we have about the no, same no. I had counts. That, I had people who had like a hundred followers that got canceled and dinged. And again, that was before Elon took over. Once Elon took back, he reinstated those accounts. The COVID policy went away, 
In fact, it was just so, today. Sarah, I mean, just today, for example, just be clear YouTube. About this debate. Yeah. Sarah, are you saying that you wrote tweets that were anti-vaccine? I would join spaces that were anti-vaccine. No, no, but did you write tweets? No, no, I get that. I didn't necessarily write tweets. No. That's what I mean. So what example of a tweet, if you, sorry, if you can give an example of a tweet, sorry, sorry, I apologize for it, Sarah. So what, if you can give examples of a tweet that you think others would get banned for, but you did not get banned for. I'll find one and I'll send it to you or post it in the nest. But I'm curious, what can you say, Suleiman, to, you know, they were talking about anti-vax and whatnot. I saw plenty of accounts that were constantly anti-vax, anti-mask that were always around. I'm wondering what was it specifically that you couldn't say? Did you ever get suspended from Twitter and had to be reinstated? No, no. So let's be clear. I myself wasn't using Twitter like before Musk. What I'm saying is what the current content that I'm posting now, based on the previous rules, one and the reason I didn't join Twitter was for that specific reason that it wasn't worth talking about these things because you'd get banned. So some of the examples of the things that I post about which based on the policy of Twitter prior, um, which I would have got banned for, is, for example, I wrote I wrote about COVID, the COVID vaccine recently. I wrote about the Andrew Tate content. I've wrote about why about the issue about basically women falsely accusing men of rape. I've wrote... So all of these issues would be things that would have been flagged and most likely would have been bad in the previous regime. So that's what I was talking about. So that's what I'm saying. I would... I, that's the reason I didn't join Twitter in the first place because I knew it wasn't worth it. Like, why would you just be a sheep, a part of, like, the herd? Well, and also um, the... Shireen said that she was going to post those numbers. Um, are they in the chat or was she going to put them in the nest? Um, you, you see me working on it. I put one up there and I'm, I'm putting others up as I as I went along for all the things I called out. That one is, I saw that one you put there. That is one story. Wait, where that was where from USA Today. Then it, there's a whole documentation that comes from USA Today about this too. I'm trying my best to get to all of them. So I'm going to keep putting them up. Okay, well, to, to bring it bring it back to it also, I mean, there there you could talk about the vaccine in in a positive manner on Twitter and Facebook, YouTube, and you would be allowed to say that. The issue is if you went against the uh, beliefs of the science at the time, you would be kicked off or or removed. And specifically, they had a lot of uh, COVID misinformation policies where they completely removed accounts that were questioning. Of the efficiency of uh, of the vaccine, especially even some of the doctors, the frontline doctors, were talking about how it's not as efficient um, as the CDC and other companies were claiming it was. Um, they were deboosted and banned off of pretty much all platforms, uh, even even Twitter. Some of them were at a point. Um, but the the issue, though, again, it's like free speech. If you're for free speech, you should be for free speech. If you're a free speech, free speech absolutist, you have to abide by that and understand that there are advertisers out there that may not want to do business with you. That's a cost of free speech. If someone wants to be pro free speech and say anything that's legal to be said, if that's allowed, then that comes with advertisers saying they may not want to do business with it, you. But I am, if if I were in Elon's position, he spent $44 billion on, on, on Twitter, um, probably I think a bit more action than that. I would let free speech, absolutely. And I would accept that the cost of that would be some uh, advertisers. I would let 
you know, uh, Nick, I let Nick Fuentes and uh, Kanye West and anybody who I may, you know, who you may disagree with. And I, I might let people on who I think, you know, don't agree with all their positions either. But guess what happens? Uh, that's free speech absolutism. And you have to buy with those uh, consequences if you want to be. Okay, so, 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 Chief, like that, that's the problem, you see, because when you look at this and this is the issue I have. This platform, uh, this platform currently seems like it's ideologically driven. Like there's things which Elon likes, and then they'll stay on. If Elon doesn't like them, they'll get banned. So it's just no. In that aspect, it's no different to the previous regime. They had an ideology. It's just most people d didn't agree with that ideology. An example of that is I see like significant amount of like Islamophobic posts throughout, and they don't get banned. But then someone like Nick Fuentes, yeah, these type of people get banned. So my problem is that I want systemized approach, either a approach that is consistent throughout, or have an absolute free speech. But having a situation where there is disparity in the types of posts that are being banned, banned, that's where I have a problem. So either consistency. Or absolute free speech. Yeah, but, but uh, Suleiman, the, the problem with the previous regime wasn't their choice or their differences in that. It was that there were government channels that were pushing a proper narrative and holding the feet of people at Twitter to the fire if they didn't uh, abide by those, right? Like I said, it's one thing for a private company. Yeah, but, but Justin, also, there were people at Twitter who were using the government oh, yeah. as, as an excuse to do what they wanted. So it wasn't Twitter being forced to do it by the government. I mean, they were well, willing accomplices in some cases as yeah, well. Yeah, but you have to see, I mean, in, in the recently revealed FOIAs that Alex Berenson just got on his case, uh, I've got my own coming too, but it reveals that the lawyers thought that it was worth taking on Alex because they feared the government more. In those, they reveal that they were worried that they probably had a 50-50% chance of losing the case to Alex, but they were more worried about the repercussions against the government and I think that is a legitimate issue. You had Vivek Murphy, Jen Psaki, July 15th, 2021, over the pulpit of the White House saying, we don't know why there aren't more accounts being taken down on these social media companies. We are going to have so, these so companies Justin, I held accountable. I want to understand your argument. So your argument is that you're okay with an individual having supreme power and limiting speech, blase, carte blanche, however he pleases but what you have a problem is if a government body does it uh, that's because i have no i have no recourse against a private entity i have very little recourse actually now i think the government i think there's a lot of mess that that section 230 has brought about but elon has his preferences the previous regime yes they did have their preferences the issue i have is when the government used them as a proxy to silence people that is against my so, fundamental rights I, so so you're so your problem isn't even about speech. You're just like, why did the government get involved? Because no, I, I totally care about speech. I'm just no, no, a very, you don't, you I'm don't a because, realist. No, I'm no, a realist no, to understand no, no, that people are going to make choices, okay, okay, and there's nothing I can do about it, really. Okay, let me ask a question. So let's say hypothetically speaking, advertisers. Let's change the word government to advertisers. Advertisers were pressuring Elon to ban certain people, and then he obliged. Based on what you're saying, you wouldn't have a problem with that. Oh, I'd speak up very roughly about it. But the problem is when I say I don't have a problem with it. No, I have a problem with that. I just think it's a I get it's a private entity. There's really little you can do there until the government decides that Twitter is the the absolute private public space or the, the public square and that it needs to be sustained in a specific way. Then we got other problems at hand. I'm just saying then, it's a messy thing. Argument, isn't it? I mean, isn't this worse? Because what you're saying is 
you've got a scenario where the advertisers can basically um, force Elon to act in a certain manner. And your only issue with it is I can't act against them. Whereas the government can do it. And your thing is I can act against them. So isn't that isn't that worse that you've basically got entities who have this power and you can't can't even act against them whereas at least with the government that, you've got some kind that's of the marketplace i mean that's the i i, I so can't go worse. against it's, the marketplace it's, it's worse so it's worse now than a contract what you're saying because now we can't even do anything about it we have to accept it whereas at least in the I, I thought region, elon's compromise was fine which is hey i'm gonna put this movie up but there are advertisers who object being i'm not talking it, about so the movie just, a, yeah. just an, i mean he didn't do that he advertised it himself there's 50 million views but my, the, so, so, so i'm not talking about the movie i'm talking about the fact that he's banning certain people He's stopping certain ideolo ideologies getting attacked and not others. This specific way he's going about it, you don't have an issue with, even though you cannot even speak about it. You can't go after the advertiser who may be forcing this issue on Elon, but you have a problem with the regime where you actually had some kind of recourse with. I reserve my vitriol towards channels that I can actually have an impact on. And I know the impact of the government using Twitter, using Facebook, using YouTube as a proxy to push their narrative is where I can take the most action on. Sounds like what you're saying is um, it's it's much worse now, like in terms of who you can. So you can hold the government account. So it's less worse. But what you uh, uh, but then and you can and the, what you what you're able to do is take the vote as you have take the government or take people to court. So you, the fact that you're able to do that. I, you have a problem with even though it's less worse because at least you've got some kind of avenue to basically hold them to account even though you don't have now so i can't uh, can't see the logic behind your argument uh, another point though to think about this like so why why did uh this is this is relevant though so the reason why bezos bought uh washington post at a time wasn't because it was profitable because it was losing money it was because he wanted that outlet to go and spread a message that he agreed with or aligned with i think advertisers do have a lot of impact on how far free speech goes and that's why with the with that film in reference to that you know some advertisers i'm sure i'm not happy with that being up and that's why it, it could clear this up it still is throttled on an advertiser level however other users have amplified other tweets that have been promoting it which has countered that censorship which is still going on to my understanding there's not that policy is still in place for that um but the the um impact that the private companies do have on on our tweets is still there it's not free speech completely and if it were free speech you'd have uh you know count we have yay and you'd have uh nick fuentes and any, pretty much anybody who may disagree with that would be on the platform still so that that the, the consequence of free speech total free speech is the loss of money with you know example being uh what happened with the advertisers pulling out uh, from that so if you are willing to be a free speech no, but that's fine chief but the problem yeah. is elon continues to say it was worth paying 44 billion to ensure i've got free speech he said it on multiple occasions on interviews and posts that he's all about absolute free speech so the problem is and what everybody in the panel is saying is yeah we, we yeah it's cool like he doesn't believe in free speech um and it's all good and then when you ask him and you try and break it down there's had uh, huge problems with what's happening so that's that's where the issue i have tony michael thanks for joining us uh, I'd like to hear uh, your thoughts on this. Uh, yeah, um, I'm driving, but uh, I can talk for a second. I, I just want to say that everyone keeps using the phrase absolute free speech and debating on what free speech is. I don't think anyone should be debating on what free speech is. It's, it, it's, it's, and, and it baffles me that adult humans who have lived in this country or are known about free speech their entire lives don't understand that you have the absolute right to say 
almost anything you want as long as you don't act on hate speech. But you do not have the right to not have consequences. There are consequences for everything you say and do, no matter what, it, whether it's on Twitter or in real life or at your job or in a grocery store or wherever the hell you are. If you're using your right to free speech and not your right to remain silent, there may be consequences to that action. And just because your consequences you don't like on a platform that you want to say whatever the hell it is you want, regardless whether it's true or it's not true or it's misinformation or it's what whatever the hell it is. I mean, my logo says fuck them on it. A lot of people don't like that I say the word fuck a lot. A lot of people, including YouTube. YouTube hates that I say the word fuck. But I say it and I know the consequence is that YouTube won't monetize me because I say fuck too much. And I'm okay with that consequence. So the idea that of absolute free speech doesn't exist is ridiculous. You have quote unquote absolute free speech, but you don't have absolute immunity from the consequences of your speech. But I, I agree with that though, because there is by definition not absolute free speech on Twitter. In in real life, right? If you go person to person, you can say whatever you want to that person. And yeah, there are consequences for some of your speech. Um, but on Twitter specifically, there is a um, banning or removal of certain speech. So that's the point we're trying to make. We're not disagreeing with you that in real life and, you know, talking person to person, there is free speech. There is. that. That's what we have a constitution for. We have First Amendment for this. But private companies are not allowing for free speech. We're kind of pointing out that Elon Musk, when he said that he's a free speech absolutist, he in reality is not. And Twitter still, while having opened well, some... Right, right, I understand. But I, I actually, and I don't agree with Solomon a lot, but... I think he's right here that Elon is bullshitting you. He's bullshitting you. He's not about absolute free speech. He's saying he's about my speech that I like that I don't want to have consequences for. Again, speech speech with, with consequences, what you are, are complaining about. Rather, you're banned from a platform that you don't own, which is a private company or a publicly traded company. Those are consequences that they're going to give you when you type in or you say something on their platform. It's theirs. They own it, not you. You, If you so, want to have a free speech, absolute free speech, you need to go open your own website and say whatever you want to say without so here's, those consequences. I think you're missing a point, though. So when Elon Musk, so this is why we're saying this for Elon Musk in interviews have said, has said that he's a free speech absolutist. Elon Musk is attributing, is he's putting that title on himself. Elon is saying he is a free speech absolutist. I disagree with that. He's not a free speech absolutist. That's yeah, but I think he, he also okay. said, I'm, I'm going to equally piss off the extreme right and the extreme left, well, right? Well, Justin, so I'm trying to answer Tony's. Where did he say that, Justin? I'd like to see that. Oh, yeah, he well, said that multiple times. But has he done well, that? So my problem is this, like when you look at, again, the interactions he does, like some of them are fine. Like I'm going to problem with them. Some of the in in people he's interacting with are like clearly Islamophobic. You have people who are basically some of them. Some people on the left have some of the issues. People that he's interacting with people on the left have severe issues with. Uh, so they, I don't. I don't believe that it's the case that he's doing that. I think there is again significant ideological specificities in terms of who he replies to and who he, who he doesn't. Tony, uh, I'd like to hear what you got to say. Uh, so, uh, sorry, uh, I missed that. I missed that last. All right, chief. chief no, no problem, chief. Go ahead. 
I just want to clarify because I want to answer this full question. So to answer the full question, um, I don't think Elon's a free speech absolutist. When he's when Elon says that he is, he I don't agree with that statement. Now to attribute what Elon's motives are, I don't think we can be all like get in his head and make a decision on that. I think that he he in in theory wants to open dialogue up. However, on a business level, there are advertisers who will pull out and who will go and say, if you allow certain speech on here. We will go and not advertise on this platform. And I think that's what's holding Elon Musk up, uh, you know, in terms of allowing a total free speech. So, yeah, I don't think it's a free speech platform. It's not entirely free speech. There's some speech that's allowed, some it's not. It seems selective, uh, you know, but I, I don't think that we can really know Elon's full motives and go that far. Tony, jump in and then I'll go to break. Yeah. So so um, back to that about him being not, not an absolutist. I, I don't actually... I, I, I agree with you. He's not an absolute free speech. Um, you know, he's not for absolute uh, absolutist, I guess you'd say. Now, I, I will I will say that since he's bought Twitter and he he overspent, obviously, a, a lot of money on Twitter. The, the thing is, is that it is his speech now. He owns it. He can do whatever he could just ban every single account that he absolutely wanted besides his. And Twitter would just be Elon's feed if he wanted, because it's his free speech now. It's his website. It's his, not ours, not publicly traded company. It's his. This is his speech. And he is the one responsible for allowing whatever speech is on or off this site because he is the one who owns it. Now, he's obviously, you know, he's got to keep investors happy, which that is maybe what you're saying with the advertisers. But it's also the advertisers free speech not to not to post on the website or buy advertising. I mean, again, I don't understand why. In, in, in every single free speech conversation, people don't talk about the consequences of your actual speech. And yes, if you don't like the consequences, fine, you can bitch about that. But there's still consequences for every single piece of speech that you have. It could be good consequences. It could be bad ones, ones that you like and ones that you don't like. I think that everybody in the space here, from my understanding, agrees that your speech has consequences. If you say to someone a bunch of mean things, um, right, 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 right. But 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 people keep saying that oh, I was banned here and I got banned and this I got punished here and it should be equal punishment. And well, it's not equal. It's not equal punishment right now because of Elon owns it. It's his speech. He gets to decide ultimately. I mean, we watched last night as the theater went on with him and and the Daily Wire. I actually think it was all theater it wasn't real it was all fake to be quite honest because i don't think anyone actually pay attention to that 90 minute video on twitter twitter is the last place anyone wants to watch a 90 minute video so why did they continue the theater of how he was censoring them and then oh thank you elon and then he pins the video to his to his profile i think it was all tony Tony, i i had i had that thought right but the only the defeat to that argument is that two people were fired yesterday. Uh, you had Ella Irwin and another person. Uh, so what's your thoughts on that? Uh, uh, what was the fight? Sorry, I missed it. So, sorry. So so basically, you know what you're saying? That was one of my thoughts. I was like, was this all a play? Like, did they all do this in cahoots to make sure they could blow this video up? Because it did get right. blown up. But... I, act, I, the, I, I think it was contest, I think... No, no, but the I, I think Ben Shapiro and the, and the Daily Wire... They were in contact with Elon, and the idea was is that no one was going to watch a 90-minute video on Twitter. No fucking way. You can't convince me of it. I, I post a lot of videos on Twitter. I look at a lot of analytics of videos that I post, and Twitter is not the platform to have a long-form video like that. It just isn't. It's not set up no, that no, way. It's Tony, not designed that way. 
the defeat to that argument, because like I said, I had that thought, but then I thought, no, it can't be the case because the defeat to that argument is that over this issue, two high-ranking people on Twitter got fired for this issue. Yeah, yeah, but what? But, but what, what, yeah, but what so is that? that part of the game. Yeah, but come on, just because two two people got fired or two people resigned, whatever actually happened, I, I don't know. If we, do we know exactly what that is? I, I think this morning it was still yeah, Ella up Irwin in the air. was head of head of trust and safety. This was literally right, right. But was she fired she or fired. did she resign? I mean, she resigned. She resigned. I mean, we don't know. Okay, she resigned. So just because she resigned over the issue. Yeah, but come well, on, think... that's not proof because she resigned. Well, the 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 issue though. So to answer the question, I mean. I think that there is an argument that can be made that, you know, Elon, uh, you know, kind of went around his own policy that he had in place and boosted that up. And then Ella didn't like it and resigned. We don't really know the motives of, uh, of, of uh, you know, Elon or, or of Ella or the other, um, I think, ad quality um, executive who resigned. Um, and I wouldn't put it past that this was a, you know, marketing play. I think it was, at least in terms of Daily Wire, a hundred percent of marketing ploy, marketing ploy by Daily Wire to go and really boost this issue up, and it would have worked either if or if it, they didn't get their thing throttled. Because it would say, Elon, uh, why'd you throw all this for? And they say, thank you for restoring this 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 film. Here it is. Or the conversely, they could say, Elon did not restore this 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 forbidden this, no, film. Chief, Chief, this oh, video would not have had the kind of engagement it had if it wasn't for this whole censorship issue. Yeah, and the I, second point is. It wouldn't even had ten percent or even five percent of the engagement if Elon hadn't shared it. If all of that interaction with Elon didn't happen, like that is with, like he's right about that. The only thing that makes me think that it wasn't something that was planned is the fact that them Ella Irwin and that other guy got uh, fired. So then that makes me think like, oh, they resigned, but resigned over this issue. So we know like. So I, but, right, like, but if they resigned over the issue, it could be they were pissed off because it was all contrived. Well, well, hold on. All, all I'm attributing for is that Daywire had more of a um, there's more of a, there's more possibility or chance that this was a marketing ploy by Daywire to boost this engagement up by bringing up this whole issue of censorship and putting it with the film. That's all I'm saying. Like the the like the whole film got boosted a lot in part because of this controversy. So does I, does that does that really matter though? If that was their goal, is it, isn't that just a smart play in Elon's part? He's going to demonstrate that to, to other independent film movie producers, documentarians. Why wouldn't they bring to Twitter? If they could get well, it does, it does matter. It doesn't matter. It made him look bad. It made him look like he's censoring. It made him look like he wasn't controlling the ship. And, and then it made it look like that, then he had to retweet it. Like, I don't think it Well, you know, he, he can take that slam on his reputation. I, I don't think that bothers him very much. I think that's bad. Like, hey, Doc, yeah, like, I'll, hey, I'll give you. Actually, let me give I you. I agree with you, Doc. <laughs> Let that, me give you a biblical so, analogy real quick. I, I just want, this is this is what I'm trying to get at. Look, 99.9% of the accounts on Twitter are totally fine intact and have are never a threat to anything. It's kind of like when you look at the Bible in Leviticus, Moses lays down the law and it's directly from God and God says, "Look, uh every firstborn son is going to get the birthright. They're going to get well, all the land, they're going to get the priesthood." Sorry, but but think about but then Breaking news, what? one second, one second, sorry, just an right. interrupt. I'm going right. to let you carry on, I'm not being rude, and okay. what you're saying is very important. Uh, Ella Irwin is just tweeted, uh, and she's going to be tweeting a 24-tweet thread. Tweet number one is up, and tweet number one says, so one or two people noticed that I left Twitter yesterday. I know there's been a lot of speculation regarding what happened. Was I fired? Did I quit? Why? Here's what really happened. 
So she's So you set this up, Slayman, didn't you? You totally set this up. You knew this uh, was coming. You already. opened up the topic. Let's get her on here. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in cahoots with Ella because we were going to take down Elon. That's not what it is. You told so you. This was a total setup, Slayman. That would mean that I'm in the setup too, and I I can tell you that I'm. Bro, I'm Tony, one. you're definitely in the setup, like you are the, the body, bro. <laughs> the most entertaining option. Money is under the table here. Right, Nick. We need to get Eleron. Like this would be sick if she was willing to come on. But I, I, I just sent, I just sent you something in WhatsApp. Check that. Yeah, I've seen that. It yeah, does look it yeah. does look sus, so am I, because when I came to the stage, you called on me and, and I started the, the ball rolling. So, you know. I think that's uh, because he knew it was coming. Suleiman, come on. Me and Tony are behind it all. Me and Tony are like I gotta I gotta admit Tony's my boy, so like Hey, don't don't insult don't. me like that. Uh what tweet is she on now, Suleiman? Has she I just see one of twenty four still. I don't see a second tweet yet. But no, I think I think so. Have... It, it's pinned to the, it's pinned to the top now. But oh wait, somebody else. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it was pinned to the top. Elon, Elon should, should go ban her account right now. That would be huge. Maybe it's positive. Maybe it's not negative. Doubtful, but maybe. Yeah. Maybe well, she's trolling and will counts. not do any more tweets. I think she's struggling. She's not. She's maybe never written a thread before. So I'm sure it's twenty four tweets in in, in praise yeah. of Elon. Sure, right. Well, we should bet what, that only that would only ha if that happened, then we know Ian's taken over the account. But uh, Brick, until we find out what's going on, go ahead, bro. Yeah, I want to go back to something Justin mentioned a while ago, and you, we kind of skipped over it, and that's that Elon said that he would he would piss off people on the right and the left, and he he did say that, and he has done that. Now it is his ideology, but it's you know, ideologically he is not completely right, and he certainly isn't completely left. Uh, and you can't just say he's right in the middle. He's not King Solomon either. You know, he has certain stances that are on one side and certain ones that are on another. And that's why in this space, I hear a lot of people saying, boy, we really want free speech, absolute free speech. And mostly from what I can tell, the people making that <clears throat> request are by and large from the right. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really see anybody here from Antifa saying, you know, I, I, I want the right to be able to talk about my viewpoints on the left and that's why i want absolute free speech so yeah he's he's made some of us angry and at the same time he's made people on the left angry because he wouldn't take things down because he let certain people back so yes elon musk has stayed true to his word to piss off people on the right and the left it does not bother me um but you know, I just want—I want to be recognized that he has done that. And not I think so. To pick up on your biblical analogy of Solomon, I'll finish mine. So God says to Moses, "The firstborn gets the birthright, the land, the priesthood, everything." But then, when the rubber hits the road, God has to choose Moses over Aaron, Jacob over Esau, Joseph over his brothers. It's like he's like, "Look, I wanted the firstborn." But I'm left with these guys. So I, I think I think it's absolutely consistent that Elan can be 100% an absolute free speechist, okay? But still, when the rubber hits the road, have to make very difficult human decisions that may not reflect on that. But absolutely, you know, it, it's it's part of the human condition. And I think for the no, most part, 99.9% .9 
of all accounts are totally fine. And I think anyone would say that's fine. I disagree. So essentially, if you yourself believe in absolute free speech, no problem. And if in your platform you are not going to implement that ideals, that's not a problem as well. But when you're going around in speeches and you're writing and posting and saying that basically the reason you bought this platform is for free speech and is because you're going to believe in absolute free speech. When people are asking you about Twitter policy, that's when I have a problem because your platform isn't that. What you got to you have to be honest with your people and say, look, I'll I, I, I be honest and say, look, initially when I bought it, I wanted absolute free speech. Since I bought it, I've realized I can't. And so therefore, this platform is going to be run based on some advertisement from advertisers and a lot of my ideological perspective. I think I think the issue, though, is so like, you know, the point is, right, if it's absolute free speech, it has to be 100 percent. It can't be 99% or 98% or 99.9%. It has to be 100% free speech. The thing also to point point to is that the reason why billionaires buy publications like, um, like uh, I guess, Vice or BuzzFeed or whatever, it's not because they're profitable, at least at that moment, but because they like the message or they agree with that general company. I don't think the Washington Post is profitable. I don't think most of these companies that they get are profitable. I think there is a cost to free speech, though. And I think that if someone is willing to take that cost and say, I'm willing to lose some money from advertisers, if I do have a platform that is absolutely 100% free speech, that would be a humongous strive for someone who could say, without a doubt, they are 100% free speech. So, Well, so, like, what what platforms are the most free speech? Like, 4chan? Like, do we really want Twitter to be like 4chan? I, I think that they can use algorithms and the blue checks and verification in a way that it can give free speech for the most part but it can also push down some of the really bad content so i i think that's kind of what's what was going through elon's mind i think when he took over and i think still today no but brian that's fine i, I get it elon's your boy right if he can't do breaking if he can't news Sorry, she replied and said, "I said, I said this in the WhatsApp group too. I said, is she fucking bluffing?" And then she just responded and said, "Just kidding, folks. There's no thread. In all seriousness, seriousness, I did resign, but this has been a once in a lifetime experience, and I'm so thankful to have worked with this amazing team of passionate, creative, and hardworking people. We'll be cheering you all and Twitter as you go." So I pinned that to the top. I love so, her. That's awesome. So I was right. She was full of shit. Yeah, so I will. Go I ahead. I love it. She's, she, that was a good one. Brian, I was going to come back on to you. Basically, I know Elon's your boy, right? So, you know, we get you got to defend him in that. Yeah, we, we hang out all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's cool, bro. It's cool. Like, I get it. But the thing is, uh, the issue is this. Like, it's fine if you don't want absolute free speech. Like, we all are cool with that. But then what we want your boy to do is have, have some form of consistent approach. Like, whatever your ideal, the way you're, the, whatever methodology that you're going to use on the platform, Let's say it's about hate speech, apply it consistently. Let's say it's about speech about specific ideology. Like, let's say he's like, look, I want all my all the right-wing boys to say what they want. I want to attack the left-wing boys. That's cool. Like, uh, as 100%. long as everybody knows, I'm not saying that's his ideology, but I'm saying as long as everybody knows what's going on, that's what the issue is. I mean, what's your thoughts, Brian? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100%. And, and I, I think that one big issue is the whole shadow banning thing. Like, he said that we were going to see... It's, it was going to be transparent, but people get shadow banned all the time, and it's for things that most people don't even know why they're being shadow banned. Even Facebook, they tell you why you're being censored. Uh, 
Ed was Ed was shadow banned the other day, and he had no idea. And he actually contacted Ella Irwin, and she took care of it. Uh, but it, it's it's funny because, like, that's in my mind, that's the biggest issue. People are making posts, and then they're being censored, but they don't even realize they're being censored. In many cases, most of the time, it's through the search ban where people can't search and find your posts. So I think that should be priority number one. Like let pe let people have a dashboard in their profile and it shows any infractions and why those infractions are taking place. Elon said in the in the beginning when he took over that it will be, if if people report your post and it's hate speech or if it's if it's speech that shouldn't be be on the platform, you're not going to get banned, but that post will be pushed down but there's actually whole accounts that are being censored for seven days for reasons that most people don't understand yeah i agree but i just don't think they've had time to implement that yet i mean that's i don't expect them to have that now in this time frame but you know i'd like to see them make progress of that as time goes on yeah that's fair I mean, I think with Elon, though, is, is the point so, so real, real quick, I, I want to get an audience question in here because I, uh, this one just came through. And just a reminder, in case you forgot, you can submit it in the bottom right hand corner. This one's from uh, somebody that uh, that I interact with a lot named Noda. Uh, it seems that so many of the speakers here just assume there needs to be a restriction on free speech. They regularly cite nebulous harms. Can we get a discussion about what these harms uh, they fear so much are with a, a degree of specificity. Uh, and I'd actually like to go to uh, Brian on that. Do you think you can answer that question, Brian? What's the harm? I'm sorry. I, I got a phone call and I, you cut out for a second. What, what was the question again? Oh, no. All right. So I'll just say, I'll just say the, uh, the last part here. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what are these harms that you guys would feel so much, uh, you, you know, with a, a degree of specificity, you know, for, uh, free speech and maybe some terms that should or shouldn't be banned. Uh, what what is the the need for restrictions? Why do we even need them? Trump's yeah. running for president again. I, I I think that's that's actually a good question. And and I I'm I'm on the left, but I would say I'm much more open minded and lenient about that than I think a lot of people on the left. I I I think that if people are I mean, Brian, don't attack Sarah, but please. <laughs> Sarah, sorry, I won't attack you, Sarah. Uh, no, I, I, I think that like so definitely illegal stuff, and and like I said before, I, I, I think that it's not always crystal clear what is illegal. I also think that, that maybe certain hate speech. So like if people are posting all Jews should die, I, I mean that might not be illegal, but it's it's pretty bad, and and I, I think it's beneath what what Twitter should be allowing. Uh, I, it, it's all about a line, though, and, and I, I think that there's good arguments on both sides on where that line should be. Uh, Joa, you have been probably the most pro-censorship person that we've had up on the panel here, uh, as you were last night as well. I'm sorry to call you out. But what are your thoughts on that? What is the harm to just allowing, you know, free-range, free speech on the, uh, the, the platform? Who's getting hurt by it? Yeah, I mean, there's there, someone said, Sorry, yeah. Joe. I was just I was just censoring your speech because you're pro censorship. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, I, when I was a kid in school, I remember like the the parents got up in arms because the Guns N' Roses cassette tape launch had a woman's boobs on it or something. So 
they wanted to censor it. And then there was uh, some rap group. I think it was Fuck the Police, the NWA cassette tape or whatever. They wanted to censor that. And what they did is they put a sticker on it, right? It still went out. They put a sticker on it. It was still considered censorship. That was um, Tipper Gore's group. Yeah, exactly. White. Exactly. So, you know, there are ways to do it. I think Community Notes does it somewhat, but there are some cases where I think censorship is needed. Like the whole reason Twitter started censoring in the first place was with the whole um, uh, ISIS movement. And they were trying to recruit people through Twitter. And then then Congress got on top of Facebook and YouTube and everyone else about why aren't why are they just leaving these things on on their platform? And I agree like they shouldn't they shouldn't be there uh, now. The what is a woman thing? I thought it was actually tasteful. I don't know why they censored it. You know, people should have been able to retweet it. Um, I think it is a subject that could be argued. I didn't see where there was any hate speech. I think he was pretty respectful in a lot of his, in a lot of his interviews. There are people who approach that subject much more from a hate perspective, which you know should hate speech be on there? I don't know if it. If it should, then he should let he should let Kanye back on, um, and that's all. I, I think there's and, and I actually think hate speech should be allowed on there, so you can see who that person is. But I don't think things like ISIS recruiting kids should be allowed on the platform. Okay, so we've gone we've gone a little uh, gone a little overtime here. So I'm going to give uh, I'm gonna okay. the three of you with their hands up uh, final statements. I'm not trying to start a debate here, but I, I just want to know. Overall, what you thought of the space, uh, what your, uh, I guess, the, the verdict is. I mean, did you change your mind at all? Let's let's hear it. We'll start with uh, Chief, and then we'll go to Tony, and then Brick. Right. So I think that I think we all agreed that um, they engaged in censorship of the film. I think that is what we all came together and agreed with. The question was whether or not... I mean, he, Tony, didn't, Tony didn't agree with you, but please continue. He didn't? Well, Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, he wasn't actually there when I asked that question. That's funny. You're right about that. Um, but I think that the censorship of, well, I think that the uh, film itself, despite the throttling of it, is doing pretty good because of, of other amplification. I don't think there should be any censorship or whatever if you're going to proclaim to be a, pro, a free speech absolutist. Um, I think that if you were to say that you are going to have all free speech and you're a free speech absolutist, then you should stick with your word and allow all speech. If Elon just go back and say, I'm not a free speech absolutist, then that's one other thing, too. And I, I don't want to start a debate, actually, or anything. Yeah. I, 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 well, I forgot. Um, I, I saw that Shireen put uh, her sources up. Uh, I didn't get to that, address that. But um, it was Facebook for one of them. So Facebook apologizes. One of them was about hate speech on Twitter. But then I looked through the source. Then referred to people being removed specifically for re responding to hate speech. And there it is the, the in the reports is there, and the one that I showed where you talk where the where it says Facebook apologizes, that's a part of that narrative. I okay. I gave you all of it. You can dig through and see every report. Every one of these has a report in them. Right, and I'll okay. people, people can look at it and decide for that for himself. I just wanted to point the sources there. I'm try, but thank you. That was it was a great uh, dialogue, and I think that yeah. free speech. The paramount thing for Twitter, and I think they should be having all free speech if he's proclaimed to be a free speech absolutist. So let them back all on. So, yep. 
So uh, I, I just want to remind everybody, we're going to have a subscriber-only space right after this. So subscribe to Mario. It's only a dollar. Uh, you know, I hope that most of us here have a dollar, or maybe we shouldn't be sitting on Twitter spaces all day. Um, so I mean, yeah, Nick, yeah. Nick, Nick, like, we know how you got your dollar, bro. So, like, don't be a time. <laughs> what, shaking it for pennies? I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, so, so pay that dollar. It's worth it. You can hear me and uh, Swayman shoot the shit at each other. Trust me, we, we wait all day for this. So it kind of gets the uh, the anger out at the end of the day. But uh, before we do so, let's hit Tony and then Brick. Uh, we'll give you all like 45 seconds each because we got to wrap. Okay, well, I, I don't know if a dollar's worth uh, Nick and Solomon um, shooting the shit, but, you know, yeah, uh, go Tony, ahead. Tony, 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 bro. Waste, bro. Waste, waste your money if that's what bro. you want to do. Here, here, here's uh, what uh, I, team here's... Blacklist, please. Blacklist. Oh, okay, yeah, well. Uh, so I do want to say that uh, seeing her thread was, you know, too long and a joke. Uh, that it, that only lends to the idea that it was all set up probably anyways. Uh, I mean, I mean, in, in my opinion, I mean, I guess I probably know. How much was it? Brick. <laughs> All right. Hey, so, yeah, uh, totally agree. Well, censorship. If it makes everybody happy, we'll shoot the shit at Tony and Brick, too. So let's do that. So Go totally agree that censorship is still on Twitter, but I'm okay with the level of it now compared to where it was. I, I share Suleiman's, uh, you know, desire that uh, what the policy should be enforced fairly. I still, I think that right now we're at least a lot better at that than we were before. Before there were policies, they were not le they were not universally enforced. I think the right bore the disproportionate amount of the brunt of them. I'm glad that that's no longer the case. Change and movement is still, in my mind, in the overall correct direction, and it is getting better. Uh, would I love to be able to snap my fingers and have Twitter perfect right now? 100% yes, I think all of you would uh, agree with that. But, uh, you know, that's not the reality of how the software can be retooled on the fly. And we, we're going to have to live with the progress they can make in the time frame they can make it for the amount of resources they have available to put towards it. In that regards, I'm still happy. I am criticized every day for buying a blue check. I had my uh, Twitter blue before the check came with it. Uh, I think it's a great uh, way to support the platform, and you know, I, I, I'm still with it for that. So, you know, am I censored even as a blue check? I guess it doesn't matter. You know, I, I think things are a lot better than we thought they were last night when it became apparent today that Elon Musk's position was that uh, what happened to the film late last night was not the appropriate response. All right, so uh, I guess that'll do it for us tonight uh, until the subscriber space, which is going to come right after this, literally like 25 seconds after this. Uh, and it's going to be a roast fest. Uh, so whoever wants to uh, get in line and roast a bunch of people on stage, I'm sure several of the speakers well, that are up here right now. Nick, 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 Nick. If it's a roast fest against you, all my peeps be there. They show in love all day long. <laughs> yeah, you have a loyal cult following now, so. But, yep, so I guess we'll go ahead and end here. If uh, Go ahead and fire up the space, guys, and we'll see you there shortly.